What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. Yeah, hung out with uh, Pedro Severino and oh, yeah? Juan Soto. Are you recording now? Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Got to, yeah, took a picture with them. And Kevin Long. Did they understand what you were saying? Any coach? Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I said, great season, boys. I'm glad you guys are on the team. Yeah, uh, I'm, especially you, Juan. <laughs> not not you so much, Pedro. Yeah, Pedro, thanks for being our, our third backup. Pedro just smiled at me. Uh, Andrew Stevenson was there. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, big name. Uh, Rendon was there. I saw him walking around. Did Scherz Steve, was there. Did but Stevenson have, like, one good game? Yeah, he had a couple. He had, like, had, he had like, a couple walk-offs, and that was... That was that's the, it. That's uh, it. Claim to fame. Um, God, who else was there? Uh, one of the key booms, I have no idea how to tell them apart. <laughs> Spencer or Carter, no idea. And, it, and Carter's the better one, right? I think so. Don't tell Spencer, though. <laughs> um, yeah, Rendon was there. Scherz was there. Didn't see Strass. No Geo, obviously, <laughs> this year. Nope. He's a, wait, is he going to get – was he on his last deal last year? Yeah, I think so. So, so, so he's a free agent, I think. So, well, someone's yeah, gonna, I think someone's I, obviously yeah, gonna someone's going to pick him up. But I think yeah, I think he's on the list of starting pitcher free agents. Um, yeah, Kevin Long was there. Um, so was uh, good old Dan Colco. Oh yeah, Did you talk to the old reports? No, no, no. I didn't talk to uh, the good old Coke Col- Coca Cola Cole. Um, uh, I saw Dave Jagler there. That. Uh, the long face. He's got a. Yeah, he's got. He's a, a, he's a funny looking. He's got. Dude. He's got a big rectangle face. Yeah, yeah, he does. I he's heard a, you have an egg face too. He looks like. Yeah, I, I do have an egg face. He <laughs> looks like a, a human Lego. Dave Jack. <laughs> really? He kind of looks like a human Lego if you think about it. Like his face is kind of like. It's kind of like that, that shape. It's kind of that long, the long piece that everyone hopes for. That they yeah, get. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can build the the canoe out of or whatever with Legos. <laughs> whatever you build with Legos. Oh, I thought we were talking about Tetris for a second. Hold on. Oh sorry. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. we're talking Legos. No, we're sorry. talking a very different game. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking um, totally different toys here. God, but uh, had myself some chicken tenders and fries, ballpark staple. How was it? How uh, was it? Did you? Have, did they get? Char- I don't even know. What I'm asking. Did they charge you for that? Like what? was it they they yeah you you buy a ticket for honestly i totally forgot that it was going on yeah you, you buy a I saw ticket. picture for, for, that you that you posted and i was like oh, yeah well missed that one yeah this is fourth year in a row it was this weekend though right it was yes yeah, sunday was it was saturday and sunday i was out of town I we, we went on sunday you buy a ticket you show up in nats park 
You get to walk around, check out the clubhouse. I, I considered um, I should have worn a Nats jersey and a hat, and then um, I think I would have fit in. I think they would have been like, you're, you're on the next panel or something like that because I look like I'm a Major League Baseball player just oh, yeah. by my general now, like, was, in it, shapeness. Is the, is the rule there uh, you, you don't wear – I mean, I know you didn't wear a jersey. but No, I did not. Like, Plenty of people did. Yeah, well, cause that's the thing. Is I like, wore a T-shirt. Whenever you go – yeah, I saw the, the postseason 2013 or yeah. whatever it was. 2012, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't update your gear. Um, I was young, 20-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, when you care about postseasons, yeah. um, but like literally, that's that's what I always think about when you go to those events. Because do you wear a jersey? Do you look like a fool? Do you do you, do you, the players think you're a tool? Yeah, uh, yeah. See, I and, and it's do you and, sit on a stool and you're and you just you just <laughs> rhyme to them. That's all you do. And they're like, "Why is this guy rhyming to me?" And, and Soto's like, Pedro Severino's like, "I don't understand what he's <laughs> saying." Uh, no comprende. Um, yeah, you. It, it's kind of weird because so you can line up. You can either pay for the autograph um, table, which I, why would I do that? Yeah, um, or you can line up for the photograph section, and that's what I did, where I stood in line and got a photograph with Pedro and Juan and Kevin Long, um, and it's a very quick interaction. It's one picture. Per, like, family. So you can't, like, suddenly be handing off three different cameras and three different phones. They say it's one one phone, one picture. Yep. Um, it's a rules. quick fleeting interaction. It's a quick handshake. It's a, hey, how you doing? Boom, snap, you're out of there. Because they got to mo- get that mo- line moving. Yeah. Um, so I asked Kevin Long, I said, when are you coming out with another book? Because he wrote one, like, six years ago. Uh, and I Googled it right before, while I was in line, because I was like, I need something to talk to Kevin Long about. <laughs> Uh, so it's certainly not Nat's hitting because we know how that went last year. Um, it goes so well. And he was like, uh, he's like, nope, that was a one and done. He's like, I'm not writing another book. And I was like, hey, you can write a book after the Nats win the World Series this season. And he was like, uh huh. And then they were like, move along, move along. <laughs> Come on, sir. Yeah, yeah. Chop, chop. Um, let's go. There was an old lady who literally hugged Juan Soto for an uncomfortable amount of time, like a long time. I've always seen those people. It's, and it's, I think it, <clears throat> it might be an older generation thing. Like, maybe yeah. when they were older, they were like, if I let go, like, uh, you know, World War II is going to happen, going to end <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. They're like, uh, they're, they're, they were a little, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But, <laughs> I'm try- I was trying to comprehend it. Uh, com- not comprehend it. I was trying to comprehend what you were talking about there. Like, I, I don't know. But old people hug for a very long time. I don't think it's because yeah, they, it's they, kind of weird. Maybe like if they let go, their bones are just going to drop. <laughs> Like they're if they're, they're like holding on to you for support. Yeah, they're literally like if I let go, like it's this is it. Like <laughs> I'm like, going down. You're the only thing keeping me up right I now. I don't, my life so alert is still in the mail. But uh, yeah, no, 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 no Amazon Prime on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the weirdest thing. It's it like, is weird. You, you always see those those type of people, and I'm not those type of people. Like they're like they're a different species. Yeah, uh, those aliens. Yeah, literally, they always like you said they hug an uncomfortable amount of time. Uh, because the sole fact they sit there and they're like, "Oh, good to see you," and you're like, yeah. "Okay, good to see you too," and then then you start to let go. You know, you have that body embrace where you start they, the other person feels like you're backing away from them, but then all of a sudden, like they're still like you know airtight, sealed like a, like a, like a Ziploc bag. That's a very awkward situation. And you're, you're just you're just like, uh, yeah, all right. And you start patting them on the back because our generation we don't even like looking at each other when we say hello. <laughs> it's a quick like wave, wave or nod, wave nod. You move on. It could be a guy you've known 15 years. It's a wave Waving a nod, old older people, man. It's it's a hug, it's a shake, it's a tell me literally everything that's gone on in your life in the last twenty years. It's uh, it's a wild scene. So they did that to Juan Soto. They were basically like talking to him. 
Um, and he was like, I need to get the hell out of this. I got country. some tenders and fries, ballpark <laughs> style, the classic. Yeah. A little honey mustard. Now, was that included in the ticket? No, 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 no. Certainly oh, not. Geez. Um, no, that was an additional $45. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, best tender uh, And, God, I'm trying to think what else. There was a, there, there was one cool station, because there's a lot of stuff for kids. The, cool, the, the coolest station was they had this big padded area, and the way it would work is um, they had a bunch of baseball gloves, and somebody would toss a, a ball to a kid, and he can dive and catch the ball, and then he can hit the padded area, but you can get a picture taken of you in midair. Um, so for kids, they can feel like they're diving for and, and making a diving catch without, you know, busting their head open. Um, and I saw a lady do it, but she didn't dive. She literally put the ball in her mitt and just kind of held it up in the air the wrong way, too. It was like facing the wrong way. Oh, it was like, like, like kind of like this? Yeah. And, the, and, the, uh, and they were like, all right, is this how you want your picture? And she's like, yeah. And they were like, okay. okay you're, and they like took that picture. And I hope it's hanging up somewhere, like in her house. And somebody's like, that's not even how you catch a baseball. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't Why is the ball facing you? Um, or the mitt, I should say. But yeah, that's Winterfest, man. Underrated. Uh, I, I bought myself a... Uh, Juan Soto, a jersey, a shirt jersey. Oh, yeah. you, so, so, oh, so you're, you're I'm a jersey, jersey guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I've moved on from the jersey. I know you're strictly a jersey guy, yeah. and you seem like a jersey guy, and you pull off the jerseys. Um, for me, sometimes I, I just can't be a jersey guy because yeah. I, I either my jerseys are too old or it's just too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Because jerseys, man. So I get the jersey, twenty four ninety five usually, yeah. um, and I got the Juan Soto one. Abby got the uh, not the Anthony Rendon because you know he's not hanging around too long. We'll see. <laughs> she got the Adam Eaton one. There's another one that's going to be gone in a couple seasons. Damn it! Um, <laughs> Duh. And, Struck out on uh, that one. And then I got the little thing with the baseball helmets that show the standings. You can set it up on your desk at work, and okay. you can rearrange the helmets depending oh, on the standings cool. every day, so I can keep track and I can see there's the Orioles there at the bottom. I might as well super glue that one in. Um, there's a tie. Super glue that one in at the Wait, bottom. Wait, you got the whole entire... MLB. It's a whole MLB. It's oh little helmets. They're miniature okay. helmets. Okay. <laughs> they aren't actual batting helmets. I was like, geez, a week. Yeah, they're not, it's not game day's office oh. uh, with those helmets. No, no, no. They're little mini helmets, and they like sit on this board, and you can like you can move them around during the standing. So every morning, I'll, I'll switch them around. Every morning, you got to check those see, standings. Oh, there's check the Nats there. Third place. Third place. Third place finish. Not the NFC East. Yeah. NL East. Yeah, and the NFC East. They're batting football, too. Yeah, Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. But oh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I, I had I a, a picture a, of that. Eventful month, so. Sunday, eventful Sunday there down in the DC, Washington, uh, the district of Columbia, <laughs> uh, took the Metro, uh, the, the key for, for going. Oh, I also saw Audi Field for the first time because oh, I'd never you? been inside Audi Field, but I saw it from Nats Park on some of the stairs. You can see it because it's only a couple blocks away, yeah. so you can see it. looks pretty nice. I think we might have to do a little DC, I, DC United crossover. I thought you were going to uh, say you went inside of it, and I was like, oh, no. I was very excited Much to hear Much too far that, away But you just walk. said you, you, you spotted it. I spotted it. I, I, I saw it from a distance, <laughs> and I thought... I could walk over there, or I could go home. And what about that? And I went with what, go home. What, what about that feeling when you sit there and you're literally uh, added in the stadium? Because I was in spring training for the Nats uh, a few years back. Yeah, I've done and, that. And I, I went to uh, Tampa, where the Yankees yeah. are, and, yep. I, and I watched them against the against the Yankees. And uh, funny little story. And it, it's it, you get that feeling like when you're a big sports guy, just like us. You get that feeling when you see a different stadium. Like I saw Raymond James Stadium where the Bucks play for the NFL. And also you see USF and all, like, all some other whatever they share with people. And I looked at it and I was like, awesome. Like, look, look, that's where the Bucks play and stuff like that. But then I'm like, 
all right. Yeah. Did you feel you like just, an idiot? <laughs> you, yeah, you move on. You're you feel like, like an well, idiot because like you, you get that uh, like that jubilation inside your inside your 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 your, your joints, and then you're also uh, I don't know inside your blood, I guess, not your I joints. Guess. But you, you basically you, you get that that feeling where you're just like, oh look, that's where the Bucks play. That's cool, you know. You're well, that's where the like I went to uh, uh, where uh, Miami played, not the Hard Rock, but the uh, the other place or the Orange Bowl, I guess you can call it. Yeah. And I went down there for a, for a soccer game of all of all things. Jeez. And yeah, it was a different. It's a long story. It was actually a fun trip, but. So I went down there and I saw him like this is where the Dolphins play sweet sweet and it's just like you, you act like an idiot because like you, yeah. see, you see a stadium <laughs> it's like but that's that's how they all kind of look the same <laughs> yeah. they're, they're all kind of the same general concept a team plays there yeah, yeah, exactly. and there's seats <laughs> and then people sell food and beer Overpriced. and they charge way too much money yep. uh, but yeah Audi Field was there and I'm I like I said I think we should do a DC DC yeah. United. Crossover. <laughs> I think we should pull it well, up. Hey, the, how they play at the end of the season. I, I would like yeah, to see... A little Wayne Rooney what, action. Yeah, yeah, Wayne Rooney. I'd like to see what they, they do next season when they have him for a full season. The funny thing is with these guys that come over... Are you recording this, by the way? I am. Okay, because this is going to be a long intro. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we can who always... Cares? Who cares? This is what people like anyway. This is the show. Yeah, we're going to be complaining about the Redskins here in a little bit. So but the thing is, I'd like to see what they do next year because the funny thing is, like I said, is when these, these guys come over from Europe or whatever, mm-hmm. they, I don't know if they look at these guys... In MLS and just look like they're peons or they're just losers because <laughs> yeah. you know you, Zoltan Ibrahimovic you know I try to say that five times fast uh, he came over from PSG and he's a, he's a monster for it and he plays yeah, for no, Sweden and all that stuff and he's a, he's a, he's a great soccer player but he's he's past his prime all that stuff he comes over and he it's like a hat trick in his first game oh yeah <laughs> people are just like like oh my gosh this is amazing it's like that, that's not gonna I, I honestly and this this for another day it's obviously. literally like jumping from. MLB to like men's league baseball, <laughs> like Jason Worth did. Like Jason Worth, saw, did. Jason saw. Worth shows up to a random men's league baseball game, right. crushes a mammoth home run. <laughs> it's like that's the type of thing that we're talking about here when guys go from from yeah. the Euro to uh, yeah to to uh, to MLS. MLS. Yeah. It's it's literally like that, um, or like a guy going from the NHL to beer league or something yeah. like that. Beer league hockey. It's like uh, man, I could I could do with a beer league, but just the beer part of the <laughs> yeah, league. Yeah. I could sit on the hockey bench. Yeah, watch uh, watch the game, bet on the game, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's oh, man. talking soccer. <laughs> hey, I, I, honestly, I, I was going to go into my weekend, but I'll, I'll say that for the two point conversion. Okay, um, but another thing that I wanted to get into. I mean, how long has this been so far? By the way, about thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. <laughs> I'm wondering if I should save it for later or not. Um, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. Okay. What? Yeah, you're good at that. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. obviously. That's, that's, the best, that's what I'm best at. Um, the, uh, what I don't understand is, and I talked about it last week uh, with the inflatables. Yeah, sure, sure, know. sure, sure. So obviously, it's coming closer to Christmas, so the inflatables start to pop up a lot more. Maybe literally, yeah, literally. they pop up literally. And there's this one house that I saw. These idiots have literally twenty foot Santas, like you know, wow, twenty that's a foot. Big Santa. Think about it. A, an actual basketball rim is ten foot. You know, do you remember the, the the dunk contest with Dwight Howard and he's like raising the, the rim? Yep. Imagine two of those things. You mean back when Dwight Howard was a good basketball yeah, player? Yeah, when he actually knew how to play. <laughs> okay. And his, his butt wasn't hurt all the time, yeah, literally. That's true. Uh, My butt hurts all the time, too. <laughs> Different <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But imagine two of those, those baskets stacked on top of each other, and that's an inflatable Santa. And, yeah. and, and it's probably 10 feet wide. That's big and, Santa, man. This person had two of them in his wow. yard. That's got to be expensive. That's got to be hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, do you, you do you want to scare Santa away? Or are you trying to tell him that hey, this is my house? Like it, you, this this Santa over here looks like you. That's like, one of the awkward things. Where like. That's got to take a long time to inflate. So you're just oh, yeah. kind of standing there next to it for like two hours, <laughs> just, gotta, just gotta, like waving at the neighbors. Yep, still going. You got to plug it yeah. in at 5 a.m. We're at about the hours. second snowball. <laughs> or no, Santa, not a snowman. I was thinking of snowman. 
We're at Santa's. I did see one of those today, of too. Santa's beard it wasn't, at this point. It wasn't, 20, it wasn't 20 foot, but it was probably about 10, 15 feet for, People are for, crazy, for a frosty. Man. I'm like, like I told you last week, I just hate the, the you know, if you're going to go hard in the paint, if you're going to try to go and, and, and do things with Christmas and decorations and stuff like that, you know, do, do something that's like classic or yeah. something like that. The classic is always smooth with, with, with Christmas. But when you try to go with these inflatable snow globes and I, I saw one that was actually pretty funny. It was uh, grandma got run over by a reindeer. So it was a reindeer with a, with a, like one of those steamrollers. Uh-huh. And it was like grandma on, on the front wheel. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, it made me chuckle. But then all of a sudden I was like, why would you pay for that? Like, it's funny for a hot second, but then you're like, this guy's a moron. Um, but it's just funny to me how they put all these stupid inflatables out there. I'll keep giving every single week. I'll give uh, by the end of, I guess you say New Year's because everyone's yeah. going to keep their stuff We've up. still got a while. Uh, I'll, I'll find out and I'll let you know every single week uh, what other inflatables I see on the road. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. You ready to do this thing? Let's do it. That's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello, Pine Ponies, and welcome to the DC Crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I am your host, Mike Sarone, my co-host, as always, Ben Simpson, sitting across from me on this fine wooden table. And Ben, this is going to be a fun episode uh, because we got a lot to talk about, and it's not going to be all fun to talk about, uh, but at the same time, it should be a pretty interesting episode with a lot of uh, key points that I think we're going to make, a lot of... I guess you could say a lot of uh, strong opinions about a lot of different topics that come come up uh, sure, throughout this sure. show. But I mean, o- overall, dude, it's going to be a fun show. So, how are you doing today? I am doing great. We have two DC teams that we can be pretty proud of, and two DC two teams that do, two, two that do things the right way. Yes, <laughs> yes, and two that clearly do not, or are having some real bad issues, luck <laughs> issues, <laughs> luck injuries. Yep. Insert problem. Here, that is what we're seeing, and it all starts with the team that we have dedicated many an hours speaking about, uh, and and we literally dedicate most of the show to this team. Yeah, and at least uh, this season for sure. You know, four or five weeks ago, that was a good time talking. Felt good. Skins. Alex Smith was throwing zings here and there, five and yards down the field. Adrian Peterson's <laughs> running a hundred plus yards a game, and oh look, there's Mason Foster. Oh, there's. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan showed up. All right. After oh, being man, a coach, look yeah. at these punts. These are some great punts <laughs> we're seeing in this game. Tressway, being a beast. And now MVP, Tressway of the league. Um, and now the season is in shambles. Yeah. It is in shambles. It is like any diet I've ever been on. Yeah. It's, it's failed. I usually don't diet, um, so I can... Any workout plan I've been on, it's failed. The Redskins have failed, Mike. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
situations have gone from bad to worse. Yep. And remember when I said that this team had a great shot at beating the Eagles on Monday Night Football? Yep. And then I forgot about the fact that the Redskins suck on Monday Night Football? <laughs> uh, yeah, remember that? But yeah, you um, had the pleasure of watching every minute of this game. I have only yeah. seen highlights and stats and kind of uh, read about it extensively. But you, you got to actually witness this. This this debacle that is the six and six Washington Redskins now. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I watched it, and the overall, you know, Colt McCoy, you know, God bless his soul, the guy he he has you know great demeanor, very nice gentleman, whatever you want to say about him is is fine and dandy, but a healthy Colt McCoy is not something that you can you know say about him. Uh, you know, when he came in for Kirk Cousins a few years ago. Uh, you know, he won uh, in my, on, on surprisingly Monday Night Football against the Cowboys, and then all of a sudden he comes in after Alex Smith goes down, and uh, he gets hurt again. He got hurt after however long it was. I think it was after the Cowboys game he got hurt uh, that season, and then all of a sudden this season you see him go down with a broken leg. And I, I mean, it's kind of weird. It must have been like a like a stress fracture or some crazy thing because they're saying now uh, the update today was that he's going to come back after three weeks, three and a half or four weeks or something like that, which makes zero sense why to bring him back because we're going we're gonna to lose anyways. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see him walk in or something like that. And they said he was trying to plan. He just said he couldn't do it. Like, I mean, everyone's thinking that, oh, it's a broken leg. Like, I don't know what considers is, is to be told a broken leg. Like, how how is a broken leg defined? But... You know, when Alex Smith is on the ground, his leg looks like Gumby. You know, it's different than, you know, when, look when like Colt McCoy sitting there trying to cut and stuff like that. It's like a little bit different. But overall, uh, you know, my initial thought was this season, initial thought I should say after the game, is this season's over. I mean, yeah. you, you like people are trying to say, and I know uh, EB from the Sports Junkies on 106.7 was trying to say it uh, yesterday as well. Um, he was trying to say, uh, that basically you can't wave the white flag, you can't you can't give up on the season, but you can just hear it in his voice that he knew the season was over because you cannot go. I mean, people are saying, "Oh, look at Nick Foles." You know, he brought their defense last year was phenomenal. You know, their their defense held people and was was dominating people left and right. You had Brandon Graham, you had Fletcher Cox, you had these guys. I mean, they have this year, but Brandon Graham's been beat up, and it's like. Yeah, Nick Foles, he's somewhat of an experienced veteran, but you can't go out there and say that, oh, we have a shot with Mark Sanchez. Who in the hell thinks that? Like, that's the dumbest thing to think because you don't have a shot with Mark Sanchez. I mean, obviously, he's only been here for, what, uh, you know, you know, 13 days or whatever the heck it's been. But it's like, I mean, let's be honest here, dude. This is just a lost season, and people are saying, well, they shouldn't tank because there's still four games left and they're still in the playoff race. Do you really want to go to the playoffs and play the Bears when Trubisky is healthy and Khalil Mack's out there and Khalil Mack might break Mark Sanchez's leg? You know, it's like, would you really want to see your team go to the wild card? And because they're probably not going to live in the division now, obviously, but if they go to the wild card, say they make the wild card, do you really want to see them go out there and get demolished by either the Bears or the Cowboys? Because, you know, and I, and I gave them a good shot to beat the Cowboys. I actually predict them to beat the Cowboys, if not for those two stupid plays by Amari Cooper. But, Literally, you see this and say, do you really want to see them go out to the playoffs and get demolished on, on national TV in the playoffs? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think you do. And it, it was one of those situations where, all right, Alex Smith, you know, you're in the driver's seat in the division. You know, this, this team's got a good shot. Alex Smith goes down, Colt McCoy's in. You go, okay, this is, you know, not ideal. Maybe Colt McCoy can help us uh, make at least a run at this thing. He's been in the system a while. Colt McCoy goes down. 
there should be no positivity from Redskins fans in yeah. this situation. Now, there's a reason why Mark Sanchez was sitting on his ass and didn't uh, w- wasn't working with a with an NFL team at that time. It was because nobody wanted Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Mark Sanchez was not a um, hot commodity. Oh, a hot commodity, exactly. <laughs> he was not a hot commodity for backup quarterback. He was not obviously not a hot commodity for a starting quarterback. He was a band-aid uh, for teams that needed him, and, and the Redskins uh, applied that band-aid here, and that's, I guess, going to be their guy. Now, I know they, what, uh, signed Josh Johnson, I believe? Yep. Former number one pick, what, six years ago, seven years ago? Not number one pick like anymore. That. He wasn't even number one free agent. <laughs> so now your team... At one of the arguably the most important position on the football field, you, you have Mark Sanchez and you have Josh Johnson. That is what you have right now. Um, and that we'll let the, uh, the 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 talking heads and analysts kind of talk more about. Oh, should the Redskins get Colin Kaepernick? That's not really our show. We're not a yeah, political show. Not That's not really what we're going to talk yeah. about. That, um, but we'll talk about what they have right now. Who cares? <laughs> well, yeah. If, if we, if we got thing. Colin Kaepernick. It's like, who cares? Season's still done. It's not he like he hasn't, played, he hasn't played in years. Yeah, he hasn't played in seasons. It's not like he's going to come in and save the Redskins. So, yeah. um, But anyways, so you've got a situation where you have Mark Sanchez as your starting quarterback. You've got a defense that got zero sacks in that Philly game and uh, an offense that is limping uh, into the next couple games. Yeah, I, I think you, you said it, Mike. The season's over. I mean, there's yeah. no... Uh, and I would rather not make the playoffs with this team yeah. than make it, as get you said, a better, and, just get a better draft and just get swamped in, in the, the, the first game of the playoffs. Well, that's the thing that I'm looking at is if you look at the, the, the season to come, I mean, the last four games, you got obviously the Eagles in the season finale, uh, you got the Giants, and you got the, the sprinkled-in games uh, with the Titans and the Jags. And the Jags, if they come out somehow and play great defense obviously we're not going to win that game but then obviously the titans game you know that's a possibly winnable winnable game they're like a excuse me they're about like an up and down team and then the giants that's one but it's like why would you want to do that why can't you just i know you don't want to tank you, you, you everyone hates tanking except for what we want to do with the wizards but at the same yeah. time you look at we'll get to that later but if, if, if you look at this redskins team think about if you go into the draft and you have a top you know 10 to 12 pick now that's going to be something viable. Obviously, you know, with six wins so far, say you go six and ten, you can get with six and ten. Most likely, it's going to be around at least the back half of the top ten, uh, if not uh, ten to fifteen range. Uh, but that's the thing is that I look at it and I'm like, why don't you go out there? And they keep saying you need to get a quarterback. You need to get a quarterback. D- don't. Why do you need to get a quarterback right now? Because the quarterbacks out there right now are not that plentiful. Obviously, you know the ones that are going to come out are not fantastic options. Like, why can't you just go and see uh, what you – it's obviously, you know, you're going to need somebody to play quarterback. And if Colt McCoy is going to come back in four weeks or whatever it may be, hold him out, let him you yeah. know, rehab, and let him come back and be the starter. I don't care. I mean, sign up for a, a minimum or whatever it may be. But at the same time, you look at it and you're like, you know, why can't you just go out there with one of those top 10 to 15s, get a – I mean, honestly, the top needs – and I, I think I wrote this in our short show for, for, format, possibly. I'm not exactly sure if I did or not. But – the needs, and I, I didn't. Well, anyways, I'm going to go into it right now. The sure. needs, and I think the top three needs, and I was talking to myself today because that's what I do all the time because I have no friends, is really when you, <laughs> when, you, when you look at it, they have to get, I think, O-line depth, obviously, but I think uh, that could be in free agency as well. They have to get O-line depth, no, no doubt about it. And I think they should re-sign Jonathan Cooper because he's definitely a good backup. Um, but at O-line depth, they need definitely another DB. And look how bad that, that Alex Smith trade looks now. 
is that you go for Alex Smith. Now he has a he has a, he's a gumby leg, and if he somehow comes back, that's a huge contract. He's had, he's guaranteed seventy some million, and then you look at Kendall Fuller, who was easily a number two, if not possible, you know one B type uh, or one A or whatever type corner that you could throw out there. And you look at the defense right now in the secondary. Quentin Dunbar's been hurt. Baby Monroe's been struggling. You had to put Danny Johnson out there and Greg Stroman, a seventh-round pick. I mean, you got, you got to put these guys out there. And Kendall Fuller could easily be out there and, and helping your team. And instead of now, obviously, it looks bad because, obviously, the, the broken leg. But it's like you, you just can't – I mean, you can't go out there and, and think, oh, we need to get a quarterback in the first two rounds of the draft because you need O-line depth. You need uh, some type of speed, uh, whether it be receiver, slot receiver, or whatever it may be on offense because your receivers right now suck. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you, you need some DBs. You need something out there. And, and the D-line, great. You can try, try to get something uh, for depth in the D-line because obviously you got you know Ioannidis Payne and, and, and Allen right there. You don't really need to invest in the first-round pick in that right now. But you need depth, and you need to get something to free agency because when they ignored the guard position this past season, it was uh, detrimental because you had to go back out and get Sean Laval, who you got rid of. And Ari Kwanjo, I don't even know if he's going to be on the team anymore because that guy sucks because he never gets on the field. And when he does, he sucks. So it's like you need to go out there in free agency, make some moves as much as you can. Uh, that's, you know, at least uh, I guess you could say average to slightly above average because you don't have a lot of cap space, obviously. But you need to go out and get some guys because th- right now that you're wasting the talent and of uh, uh, some of these younger guys and their younger rookie deals. Ryan Kerrigan's getting a lot older. Obviously, we saw that in the first half of the season so far. Trent Williams, he's getting banged up left and right. He's, I think he's 31 years old. You, you, your star players are getting a lot older, and you're losing time, and then you have to rebuild even more. So that's that's the biggest deal, I think, in the draft. Yeah, and another thing is you're wasting. Uh, you, you, this season is kind of wasted for this Adrian Peterson situation. Now, oh, yeah. you know, you got to – uh, hope. I mean, I assume the Redskins only signed him to a one-year deal, yeah. and he's going to be well, out there. And there yeah, it was, a, it was a one-year deal, but they're going to have guys anyways, no matter what. Anyways. Yeah, so hope, you'll, have, you'll, you'll have guys, but you, you, you ruin kind of the storyline here of Adrian Peterson get, signing with the Redskins and, oh, yeah. and running into the uh, the sun. What, what do they say? The sunset. Riding into the sunset. Right, right, there you go. Um, into, re- <laughs> uh, into retirement or something with a playoff run or something like that. I mean, the guy tied Jim Brown for the fifth most run TDs in, in NFL history uh, with 106. He had the huge 90-yard run in the second quarter, uh, making him the oldest player in NFL history to score a 90-plus yard rush. said it was touchdown. the longest run in Redskins history. Longest well. run in Redskins history. And, um, so it's one of those things where, you know, you, it's, there's, it's tough to see the production that they've gotten. The, the, the gamble paid off with, with – Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Gamble has not paid off anywhere else on, on this roster, unfortunately. For well, the most part. Well, for the, the most part. Well, the, poor, the, the poor guy, too. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard for me to say poor guy, but the poor guy is doing jump cuts left and right behind the line of scrimmage because yeah. he can't get an opening. And then when he does get an opening, you see him take it 90 yards to the house. And that's the funny thing is that you look at the stats. Okay, 90-yard run. So that, that equates to eight carries for eight yards. I understand that. But when a guy rips off a run like that, and I texted you this, that during that run... You can see him, and I remember that the game uh, a, few, a few weeks ago when he had that big 60-yard uh, run and everything like that. You know, the DBs were catching him at the end or whatever, uh, but they said he was kind of injured with his shoulder and different things of that nature that game. But now he's, he, he says he feels a lot better and whatnot, and he was running 
when th these guys, tr tr trust me, the guys that were chasing him were not catching him. Yeah. Because he looked like a big, like, he, he looked like that, that guy in Fast Fantastic Four, you know, that big rock guy. Sure, like, sure. He was like running. Big like, rock guy. That's yeah, what he's known yeah, as. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I, I knew I remembered it. And he was running like this, right? Like, he was yeah. just like a big, bulky guy. And you think that, oh, one of these DBs that runs like a 4 or 5 yeah, or whatever. They almost always catch up to the yeah. running back and eventually. No one. Yeah. Was, like, they, it was like literally they were just like running like in, like in stride together. It was amazing. Guy's incredible. And, and, and <clears> I just looked at it. I'm like, how do you get a run like that? And all the, in, that, in the second quarter, and then all of a sudden, you see him get eight total carries after that, or not not after that, but in total besides that run. That's embarrassing, and that's what I'm going to go into, and I'm, I'm going to start saying we're not going to keep getting in the Eagles game and all that stuff because the Eagles game sucked. Yeah, there's really strange. nothing. There's, yeah. there's no positives up down report stock exactly. report any of stuff for this game. Uh, the stock report is down. The Redskins Suck. season is down. <laughs> but let's we, we can get it, uh, our our thoughts as as from the fans' perspective, especially yeah. someone like Mike Dyer hard yeah exactly and that's the, that's the thing is that so you have all the injuries and whatnot okay that, that that's another thing but i go along with with them having to clean house now this is the first time in probably about maybe a handful of years that i've thought the redskins have to clean house because you always have that hope that your coach like for you with the lines and matt patricia when they had the the, the rough start and all that kind of stuff uh, you know, oh, was this guy really the guy or something like that? And people had that with Jay Gruden for a little bit. Like he started becoming, you know, uh, you know, he started becoming a better coach overall. And that's the funny thing is that people keep saying at analysts, and I'm not gonna name any analyst names, but over the past two or three years, they keep saying, well, you know what? He's like admired by so many people with his offensive scheming and play calling and this and that. And this, how, how do you, how can you even say that? I mean, the guy hasn't won ten games in what five years? I mean, he's coached five years and he hasn't won ten games. How do you? How, how can you say that he's one of the best offensive masterminds? And then you also look back and you're like, huh? Well, his two last OCs, offensive coordinator, uh, to be uh, quite frank, they're two uh, head coaches now. Sean McVay is taking a Jeff Fisher terrible Rams team and making them Super Bowl favorites in two years. He he won the coach of the year last year in his rookie year, winning over ten games. And this year they already have a they're like what eleven and one. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, it's like and, and, and the one loss they have is to the to the Saints where they had a barn burner where they lost by what three it was like fifty five to fifty two or something like that. It's like. I just don't get it, man. Like, you can't keep saying he's this and that, and they're making excuses. Like, I saw Tim Hasselbeck yesterday on, on ESPN, I think it was, saying, oh, he's so handcuffed with his play call. It's like, who cares? Everyone has injuries. I mean, look at the Eagles last year. They had Nick Foles, who is 10 times worse than Carson Wentz, at least Carson Wentz of last year. Carson Wentz this year is kind of a shell of himself, as I said before, but he had Nick Foles last year. He went out to won the Super Bowl. Obviously, they had a better defense, but it, that's besides the point. You have injuries left and right. It's all about the adjustments. You exactly. Have, you exactly. have to have adjustments, and right now, look, literally looking at Jay Gruden, he's a, he always has that puzzled look on his face every single time yeah. you turn on the TV. He's always just like shaking his head like, like, what the hell just happened? Like, what's going on? Like, like he's just like he does not instill like, confidence. It's, yeah, exactly. In you as a fan whatsoever. I, I'm tired. I need a leader. Like I, I need a Sean McVay who goes out there and says, "I'm running this play. I'm going for this fourth down. I'm doing this. I'm doing that." I, like Sean McVay remembers what happened when he was a offensive corner for yeah. the Redskins. He remembers from play to play. Gruden comes like, off as a buffoon. Exactly. He comes off as a buffoon. He does not instill confidence in, in the fans. And I, I agree with you completely, Mike, because I think the adjustments. Uh, you know, the excuse is, okay, you're working with the players that you have. He doesn't have guys to work with. Well, guess what? Then you have to adjust the game plan. 
Yeah. And you have to, I mean, like you said, Adrian Peterson getting nine carries in that game or eight carries, whatever it was, inexcusable. Even when the game was a one-point ball game. I, I, inexcusable. You know that that's your guy. You've got Mark Sanchez as your quarterback. You're not going to be able to, uh, you know, th- f- throw the ball through the air, uh, pass-heavy offense, really, for the rest of that game. Yeah. It's Mark Sanchez. It, it, it's just the guy hadn't started a game since, like, 2015. Dude, there was one pass that he threw that I, I tweeted about, it and I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, he threw the ball, and it, it went out of the TV screen so fast. Like, I was like, wait, is he throwing this to, like, the moon? Like, it was the weirdest throw. Go ahead. Sorry no, no. I, was, I just, just died laughing. But that's that's the guy. It's, it's Mark Sanchez. So you, your option on offense, and I know you can't just run the ball every single time, but at the same time, run heavy defense, uh, run heavy offense. That's what it's got to be with Adrian Peterson and these types of talent. you got to be able to or adjust to what's happening. It seems like the Redskins and Gruden go into these games, and this is the script for the game and we're going to follow this exact script we don't care about what's going to happen in the game or what's going on right now we're just going to follow this script and hopefully it works out you can't do that some of the best coaches in any sport are the coaches that can adjust to what is happening on the field and make those decisions and change the game plan and that's how you win football games that's how you win basketball games that's how you win baseball games you have to be able to adjust and it seems like Gruden is not a sharp enough guy to make those types of adjustments yeah and that's the thing too is that I looked at it, and you literally look at how the Redskins came out. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a Monusky fan. I'll get to that in a second. But you know, they came out and they adjusted a little bit, and you know, they only let in 14 points uh, in, in the first half after leading that that offensive touchdown for the Eagles and the, the, on the defensive end. But the offense, like you're saying. I just don't understand his play calling. Now, they kept saying, oh, you know, Kavanaugh or whoever was calling the plays in the second half, like, okay, why was he calling the plays in the second half? The head coach is, is the offensive play caller. So are you just going to hand off duties? Like, you're just, like, trying to hand off blame because you know it's going to go wrong because you have Mark Sanchez, and you're like, here, you, you, you deal with it. You deal with it. It's like, what? It makes zero sense to me because you literally look at the beginning of that ball game, Ben, and they had uh, the first down play resulting in a penalty, and all of a sudden it went to first and 20, and they're like, okay, we're going to run AP this time. We're not – like – Last game, they threw the ball the first four plays. This game, they started off with a throw. Run the damn ball. I just don't get it. And that's the cliche everyone says, run, run the dang ball. You know, all, the, all these old-timers keep saying this kind of stuff, you know, because they want the Hogs, you know, 10.0 or whatever the hell they want to call themselves nowadays out there. It just makes no sense to me because you can't sit there and say, uh, you know, oh, AP, you know, first and 20 here, you know, let's go, let's go in an in, in a inside zone from the shotgun. Like, everyone keeps saying that, and they just don't get it. Why are you running him from the shotgun? You're get, you're making him run an extra three yards or so, three or four yards. Just doesn't get, make sense. To get to the line of scrimmage. It's like, why? Like, put him in the I formation. Get Ryan Aaron Anderson or get some some goon out there just so he can hit somebody. You know, just just tell this guy, I want you to run straight and hit somebody. That's all I want you to do. And who cares if it's a, you know, a guy on a practice squad or somebody will – want to get paid just to go out there and hit somebody as a fullback. Who cares? They're like, oh, well, they don't have a fullback, so they can't do it. <laughs> okay. I- I'm sure there's not a guy big enough out there that can run sh- straight ahead into the hole they're supposed to be at. Like, it makes zero sense. And that's the thing that really kills me is that, you know, they just don't call the right plays for the personnel they have. They don't game plan as well as all these analysts say they do because they're making excuses for him. And that's the thing is because he's a nice guy, I, I, I'm, t- I'm tired of everyone saying, oh, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Does everyone think Bill Belichick's a nice guy? No, he's an ass. 
Okay, so he's an ass, but he goes out there and wins football games. You th- do you think uh, what's his face? Um, uh, uh, Mike Zimmer's a nice guy. No, he's an ass too. He goes out and wins football games. That's the thing. You have to have a leader out there that says, "I'm going to do it this way," and that's it. Sean McVay, very nice guy. I don't but, think anybody but, likes Jason Garrett. Yeah, you know? he, well, he's an, he's an idiot. <laughs> but it's like that's the thing. Sean McVay, he goes out and wins football games, but that's because he knows what to do. He's an offensive. He's a, he's, a, he's a genius freak. I mean, yeah. he is. He's a freak of nature in a good way. Uh, he's a, he's an incredible mind, football mind. I'm with you. I, I think. Uh, I'm right tired now, of I'm tired of hearing yeah how nice well, Jay well, is. well Jay Gruden he's he has I looked at it he has an extension uh, until 2020 so he has at least one more season but yeah. let's talk about that real quick here Ben sure from your outside perspective looking in because you're not the diehard like me who I'm kind of biased for the most part do you think that they should keep him on staff and Minuski we'll start with Jay Gruden then we'll move on to Jay, uh, to, to Greg Minuski real quick yeah I think a lot of the time it's the coordinator that is kind of the fall guy before the coach. Um, like, for example, in the Lions situation that we mentioned, you know, Matt Patricia, first-time new coach. Jim Bob Cooter was the holdover, an offensive coordinator before Patricia got there. Lions underperformed this year on offense. Jim Bob Cooter is probably not going to have a job anymore yeah. um, after this season. I think uh, I think kind of the similar deal here. I think I think the, the coordinator goes. I don't, think, I, I don't think Gruden goes because I think they can go to that excuse as, look, I don't have Alex Smith. I, this is the guy that you guys gave me, uh, and yeah. I did well with him, and I lose Alex Smith. What do you want me to do? Well, I don't think that's a valid enough excuse. I think it gives it buys him at least another season. If the Redskins underperform again, and, and it's another opportunity where they finish, uh, you know, the three, four games under 500 or something like that, I think he's got to go after next season. But I think you go coordinator first. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, I would fire them both, personally. Yeah. But I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, that, in my, my opinion, as well, I think honestly, I, I understand what your viewpoint is, where he's kind of buying himself an extra season and whatnot. But the, the, the time is up for that, though. He's had what five years now, or whatever it may be. I think he had a four-year deal to start, and they have a two-year extension. So it's like, to me, I look at it, and I'm like, why do you give this guy so many chances? Though he hasn't even won ten games yet. I mean, yeah. literally, I think they said that. There has been um, 30 teams out of 32 NFL teams that have won 11 games in the past 27 seasons, 23 seasons. I saw a stat like that. I think it was 27. I saw that stat. You saw that too? Yeah. Yeah. The Redskins are not one of them. Yeah. 27 seasons. Okay. Crazy. That's unbelievable. I mean, obviously since the millennium, and then going back to like the Super Bowl years and stuff like that. That's how long it's been, and that's the thing uh, that, that it just makes zero sense. Like, how do you how do you survive? It's kind of like uh, like uh, my brother in law uh, or, or somebody I forgot who it was mentioned on Facebook like. Yeah, it's my brother-in-law. He said, like, they got to fire the strength and conditioning coach, which obviously we don't know anything about that. So we're we're not going to comment on that. But it's like... He he was mentioning that I said, well, first they got they got to fire the they got to fire the head coach they got to fire the defense coordinator because defense they had really good pieces they started out real strong and they haven't had major injuries and they've taken a major step back and they said D Hall Sean Springs uh, and some and a couple other guys Brian Mitchell on uh, NBC Sports Washington were mentioning it about scheme that they're running the wrong schemes to the point where guys are out of place I mean. Mason Foster, don't get me wrong. You know, he, I, t- I told this uh, you know way back. I said he's proven himself to be one of the top linebackers in the NFC East. He goes out there, he plays right, he's putting people in positions, this and this, this and that, whatever you want to say. Okay, he can't cover anybody. He's so slow, D- dude. I-, I think I mentioned it on, on air as, as well. He- I went on Madden, Madden 19, just to see yeah. what they had in his speed rate. And I said, yeah, he's probably like an 81, 82. He's a 75 speed rate. That's like a lineman, dude. Yeah. Like, he is so slow. Like I could get close to 75. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could get close to 75, too. It's like, 
it, literally, he is the slowest guy. He knows where to go, but he can't get there. That's the problem. And I look at it, it's like Zach Brown's the opposite. He could, excuse me, he can run side to side uh, or sideline to sideline so quick, but he can't cover a, a, a beach ball thrown at him. Like that's the thing is like you, you just don't get it. And that's the thing is you know you got to play to your strengths. If you're gonna go out there and have Josh Norman out there. Why are you having him do press coverage and man-to-man coverage when you know he's a zone corner? Why are you? I just don't get it. Like he's he's supposed to be your best defensive player, and he's out there running man-to-man, and he got burned a couple times uh, this season because of that. It just makes no sense to me. But I, I think honestly, like you said, Jay Gruden, he might get a pass, but Greg Minuski, you, you just can't have that. And, that, and they, you know what they did? They missed out because Wade Phillips, who is now with the Rams, the Rams they have a lot of superstars on their team right now, not playing great defense, but last year they're a lot better. Wade Phillips is one of the, the proven defensive minds out there. Oh, yeah. And you need to have one of those types of guys. Like, I would even think about having Rex Ryan, I mean, having him back. I mean, who cares? Try something different. Like, have a guy that's out there who knows what he's doing because right now, Greg Minuski, he just, I just see this so many different uh, schemes and play calls that are just like, why are you blitzing on, or why are you playing prevent defense when you're up by 10, you know, with, 10, 10 minutes to go like why are you like it's just they're playing so safe and stuff like that be aggressive like we can like if, like the eagles did last night they went for a fourth and goal from like the the two or something like that or whatever it was and you know ryan anderson came off the edge and, and, and blew it up great play by the redskins but at least they went for it at least the eagles went for it like you need somebody like that and that's what i keep saying about jay gruden you need a leader out there like they kept they even mentioned it on the radio today partially about should they have somebody else come in possibly from college and i think well, if you're going to go that route, you got Kyle Shanahan, you got Sean McVay, a couple other guys that are that are younger sp- uh, sprinkled in there. But those are the two main guys. Do you really want to switch up to college when they're not proven? But that could be an, uh, an opportunity where you get a guy in there that knows a little, uh, a couple different things. Maybe change it to a West Coast offense. Try to do something like that because you know you never know what could happen if you if you get one of these guys like Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma or any of these type of guys that are that are willing to come out. I mean that could be an option. But obviously we're not to get to that you know later. Sure, we're going to have sure. a couple guests on or something. Like yeah, that, we'll but. definitely kind of track that. And again, uh, you know the season wraps up here. They've got. Uh, home a game against the Giants, then at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, and then they finish up week 17, home against the Eagles on the 30th of this month. It's weird to think, Mike, that the regular season ends after December. I mean, we're going to be... Uh, it's, it's almost done. over. It's four four weeks left, and you and I've been talking about this team. Well, that's the funny for thing. Quite too, a while now is that you look at it, and, and the funny <clears throat> thing is that you know you say we talked about it quite a while. The weeks have flown by because yeah. they've been losing. Yeah, you know, when we win, we like we bask in the winning and all that kind of stuff. But then they've lost four of the last five games. You know, yeah. from going uh, what was it uh, five and two to then you lose one uh, one of or four of your next five. Like that's just embarrassing, honestly. It is. It but is. Let's get real quick. Uh, you know, as we're going to end this segment here and wrap up, let's get a couple quick uh, initial thoughts of this Ruben Foster signing. Obviously, people uh, who don't know out there, Ruben Foster, former Alabama player, uh, he actually played with Jonathan Allen, Ron Payne. Uh, and Ryan Anderson, three Alabama guys, and Sean, Sean Dion Hamilton, who's also a draft pick of the Redskins this past year as well. Uh, he actually got picked up by the Redskins. Obviously, this is kind of old news. It's kind of uh, late last week, uh, but obviously this is our first chance to get to talk about it. Uh, he actually was in domestic violence uh, a, a case, as you guess you could say, uh, where he got arrested, but then his girlfriend, off, and then, off again, on again girlfriend, uh, he ended up uh, getting his her her statements were recanted, uh, all this different type of stuff. So the Niners ended up releasing him. The Redskins picked, picked him up the next day. Bunch of backlash. I'm sure everyone out there has heard about it. But our initial thoughts 
Um, and Ben, I, I think I can speak for you as well. Uh, and I'll let you get a quick second here in a minute. Sure. Uh, my initial thought real fast, and I think we're going to agree, is domestic violence, obviously hitting a woman or anything of that nature is unacceptable. That's obviously not what you want to do. And, and if, if you're raised right, uh, you know, some people aren't uh, aren't raised the right way because they don't have the, the, the privileges like some of us do with two parents in the home and a, a, a good, stable lifestyle for the most part. But literally, that's one thing in the world today, at least in the United States today, where it's so frowned upon that people lose jobs for it. People, you know, especially in the NFL, look at Ray Rice, for, for instance. Uh, pe- people lose jobs. People lose uh, family members. People lose friends. They lose they lose uh, financial stability, everything. They lose everything for types of things like that. And obviously, alcohol and everything like that is not an excuse. Uh, but you're innocent until proven guilty. But in my own opinion, and I think is yours as well as you're about to hear from him, is that it's, it's unacceptable whatsoever if you hit a woman. Uh, that that you should be probably locked up for a little while, or get some therapy, or get some type of help, because that is just not the the way the world works nowadays. Uh, and and people can't say it's 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 a it's a two way street because men physically, literally in, in in the world of physics, are bigger and stronger than women. And obviously, some bodybuilders out there could could, could say something different, but uh, literally, men can hold their own if a woman comes and slaps him or anything like that. But women, if they get slapped by a hand that's three times the size of theirs, that's a little bit different, or a hit, or whatever it may be. So, Ruben Foster, I do not like the way that the Redskins conducted themselves uh, in all their PR statements and all this different kind of crap that they're doing. They said they talked to Alabama players. Alabama players said, no, they didn't talk to us, which is pretty stupid, in my opinion, to say that. And then not, you know, you knew that reporters were going to go to talk to them. But then the sole fact that you look at it, Ben, and overall, this whole entire look for the Redskins sucks because the Redskins are always in the news for either something stupid like this or for losing or cat penalties or something else. They're never in it for winning, obviously. And I think this is a, I mean, a terrible PR thing. But again, I texted you before. If, if it works out where somehow he, he gets off or it's fake or it's all whatever. Uh, I mean, the guy's been in trouble before with other other charges with, with uh, you know marijuana and, and guns and different things like that. So he's a troubled individual. But if it works out, the Redskins somehow kind of lucked out with a very, very, very talented football player. Uh, but I think... This is going to be overshadowed. Even if he gets, get, they, they, even if they do luck out, it's going to be overshadowed, uh, no doubt about it, because of the sole fact that people are going to look at him and say, "Well, you were involved in a, a couple different, you know, domestic violence things," to the point where it's like, no one's going to be. He's not going to be a crowd favorite, no matter what. But I think that, you know, for a football standpoint, just to win football games, great move. But for a, for a PR standpoint and a message that you want to send to the public, bad move. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there, and I think a lot of it comes down to. The Redskins just having to be thinking not just football, but actual PR and and reputation and things along those lines. Um, I do personally think that we have to examine the situations individually and separately. You can't compare Reuben Foster's situation to Kareem Hunt's situation or oh, yeah. Tyreek Hill's situation or you know every situation is is different. Um, and I think a big problem is when people lump things together. Like if anybody lumps this Reuben Foster deal with a Kareem Hunt, uh, yep. situation, those are two completely separate situations. Kareem Hunt, there's actual video evidence of this happening. We've got, yep. you know, uh, there's 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 a lot different to that with the Reuben Chiefs, Foster. The, the Chiefs tried to try, try to actually cover that up. Yeah, which is an entirely <laughs> other issue there. Uh, I, 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 and with 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 the Foster situation, I think where the Redskins really misstepped is. Uh, 
uh, you know, whether or not they should should sign him is one thing. Yeah. Um, but an entirely other deal is, as you said, the PR disaster of coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we talked to all of his teammates uh, at Alabama, and they all so said dumb. he was a great guy and vouched for their character, uh, vouched for his character and things along those lines. And then, obviously, they didn't do that. Yeah. You know, uh, they should have done that. They should have... Um, talk to his team there should have been some sort of internal investigation or their own you know doing their own due diligence and things along those lines and that's what you would assume an organization would do before they hire a guy it's just like in any business you're not just going to hire a guy off the street you're going to do the investigation and background and things like that if they're involved with the legal activities okay what happened what's the situation has he actually been charged with this or has he just been arrested for this you know things along those lines with the Reuben Foster situation I think we're still waiting on the full details and the situation and seeing okay is he indeed guilty of this crime we don't know that yet um so i'm not going to say uh he is or isn't based on the fact that i don't have i wasn't there yeah um i think where nfl teams are having a big big problem is how they're treating these situations because you, you you'd think they would know what they're doing by now because unfortunately in the world of football this has happened a lot uh with guys getting in trouble uh you know outside the law whether it's domestic violence or whether it's drugs or guns or whatever um these teams need to do a better job of explaining okay we're signing Reuben Foster. We feel like he can help this football team. If any indication comes out, um, we, we, we conducted our own internal investigation. If Reuben Foster is indeed charged with a crime of domestic violence or evidence arises that we found, then we are obviously going to dismiss him from this football team, yep. blah, 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 blah. What they can't do is come out, yeah, we talked to this guy, and they said he said he's cool. They didn't talk to him. Uh, Keep it know, short and sweet. Stuff like that. So I, I think uh, that's where the issue comes. And, and obviously, you and I don't condone any sort of domestic violence or violence in general. Um, uh, I could probably not even fight anybody, much less a girl. So... Um, <laughs> But, you know, and we're not trying to make light, light of that situation, but yeah. we just got it. My, 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 my big point is look at each situation individually, the facts around each case and each individual, and do not lump these guys together yeah. because that is an issue because Reuben Foster and Kareem Hunt are in entirely different situations. They're all different situations. Right now. Um, and I'm not defending either one. But if, 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 if Reuben Foster gets charged with a crime and evidence arises that he did indeed uh, do this, then yeah, throw the full book at him. Throw the full letter of the law. But if he did not do anything and they did, and crime did come out that, uh, or, or evidence does arise that this, this, this was made up and this was an allegation, then he should not be treated like he did anything yeah. uh, wrong in that specific circumstance. But we'll, we'll follow this story. Feel free to share your thoughts with us if you agree, disagree. You know, Twitter, wherever you can find us um, at the DC Crossover is our Twitter, but at Sarone16 is Mike's directly. Um, and uh, we'll just kind of keep an eye out. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, I'm, I'm, I am very pro giving guys opportunities and second yeah. chances and, and to redeem yourself. Um, but obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of a team doing a terrible PR job, especially a team that's already has a bad reputation around PR. Yep. We know Tony Wiley and those guys in the PR side of things. They're not great at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've gotten in trouble suing their own fans and stuff like that. So we'll see. But we'll, we'll move on, I guess, to some other, uh, some other D.C. sports here soon. Yeah, no doubt about it. So the Redskins uh, stat line since 1998, the Skins are 5-22 and on Monday Night Football for a winning percentage of a whopping 185. That's fantastic. And over the span of Monday Night Football games, that's the worst record in the NFL. Uh, that's going to end it right here for the Redskins talk and that stat line. But again, come back and check us out. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, 
and also check out the DC Crossover on uh, Facebook, uh, the DC Crossover podcast, actually, and at the DC Crossover, as Ben just mentioned, on Twitter. And uh, check out our website, DCCrossover.com, and uh, we'll come right back and talk a little bit about uh, some Nats rumors and also get into our two-point conversion right here on the DC Crossover. Come on back, everybody. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit parandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC Crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple, and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize. Places, spaces, people. Welcome back to the DC Crossover. Again, a uh, wonderful opportunity to talk some dc sports and make our way through the various sports we've talked skins we've also got plenty of wizards and caps talk tonight uh but we are going to touch briefly on a team that we haven't touched uh, a whole lot on because it's been the offseason and that's the washington nationals and mainly we're talking nats because of some big news that came out here this week with the signing of patrick corbin um we will spend some time fully discussing the nats and kind of previewing the season and all that as we kind of move through the winter months and probably when, when football wraps up. Um, so expect a much longer discussion uh, later on. But we'll, we'll spend a little time here just quickly touching on the Nats offseason so far, Mike. And I, I want to recap real quick uh, some, of the, some of the Rizzo moves here. So obviously the big news is, is Patrick Corbin, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But we've, uh, the Nats have made some other moves here of late as well. They sign, you know, Kyle Bearclaw, who's a receiver, uh, a receiver, uh, who's a receiver. reliever. Um, they also have Tre- Trevor Rosenthal. Uh, they go after backup catcher Kurt Suzuki. They actually bring him back to the Washington Nationals, and they sign Jan Gomes, um, which was kind of a, a pretty sur- surprising move because. Uh, and a lot of this offseason, and I don't know if you uh, agree or disagree, Mike. A lot of a lot of this offseason, I was kind of making these different wishes. And man, I wish I want the Nats to get a, a, a good catcher. Or, oh, I really would love the Nats to get a lefty power arm. And Rizzo seems to be delivering so far yep. uh, in the offseason, especially with the Gomes and Corbin move. Were you surprised to see Patrick Corbin, the, the, the notification about Patrick Corbin being signed by the Nats? Well, actually, the. A notification came from you, my friend. I did. Uh, I broke the news. You broke the news. I uh, broke the internet. Um, yeah, I was very surprised because obviously this is a time where you see some different little sprinkles of, of moves from teams. Uh, you know, because obviously once the season starts coming closer and they have different meetings with GMs and like that, that's when they start to talk and whatnot. But I, I heard today, uh, right now I was recording this on Wednesday, that uh, Mike Rizzo was asked by the media. Uh, like, uh, what's going on? Like, like, how are you doing all these moves? And he's like, well, honestly, my front office right now is very impatient. So we want to get things done. And that's what he's been doing over his tenure with the Nats is that really he does things and, and just wants to get everything done and, and, and settled before the season starts so they're prepared. And that's something that he's known for. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, with this Corbin signing, I, I, obviously, as you say, we, I won't get way too into, into it, but he's a big 
big step up because he's a, he's a hard-throwing lefty, has a wicked slider, and that's the biggest thing is that that's what they needed. You know, Geo, it was on his downfall a little bit, had a great year last last season. Uh, this past season was not as great, obviously, as he went to the Brewers, but they needed somebody to come in there, and now they got a big contract for him, and they have Jan Gomes who they can throw to, and honestly, I think it's going to be fen- phenomenal because, like you said, two catchers in literally since November 20th, so basically what? 15 days or so they've gotten two catchers so they got their starter and Jan Gomes they got their backup at Kurt Suzuki pretty much and right there Jan Gomes I told you this they're going to go for a hardcore defensive unit uh, at the catcher spot because Kurt Suzuki is one of the best framers in the game he, is, he also he has a decent bat he's going to go out there off the bench for the most off the bench kind of I guess you could say uh, but he's also going to be the backup catcher I'd say maybe if Jan Gomes can, can, can stay healthy you know Kurt Suzuki might go out there for 35 games uh, maybe a little bit more than that but literally Kurt Suzuki will go out there. He'll probably bat most likely 260, 270, somewhere in that range. Get a nice double here and there, you know. And he'll, be, I mean, him and Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes not a, not a great batter, but they'll go out there and they'll give you some solid bats in the end of the lineup near the pitcher spot uh, and try to protect that pitcher spot for a little, a little bit. Uh, you know, here and there you might see some flashes from them. But they're defensive catchers. And that's what they wanted. They don't want this high power because they know they got Soto, they got Trey Turner, they got Rendon. They might have Harper. We'll see. Um, but literally they got these guys in the lineup right now hopefully ryan zimmerman goes and passes out uh, in a dumpster somewhere um but literally that was kind of harsh but yeah whoa jesus <laughs> sorry wish I, death on the guy <laughs> oh no I, I said pass out so sure in, sure in, 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 in nicaragua or something like that um but <laughs> somewhere far away but literally that's the thing is they got these young guys with some hot bats uh that aren't the best defensive like juan soto Playing a different position, not the best. Trey Turner and, and Anthony Rendon, really two two great defensive uh, fielders. Uh, but then you you look at some of these guys like Victor Robles. He's going to be good once once he gets a little bit acclimated to the big leagues uh, because he got hurt last year when we thought he was going to have a lot more progression last year. But overall, dude, they went defensive with the catcher. I love the moves because I lo- I love Kurt Suzuki. I used I used to love him way back when when he was with his what tenth team. Um, but literally, I think honestly, those two moves are I think are more impressive to me than even the Corbin moves is because obviously Corbin's going to be the third guy. Uh, they might slot him uh, in between Scherzer and Strasburg just, to, just to, to, to fire it off, but they might keep him at that third spot because like you said, they got, uh, in your, like you said in your text, I should say, you're not saying it right now, but they have Ross and obviously they have Fetty later on and, and, and so on and so forth and Roark. So they, so they might, they have to switch up that the lefty in there. So he might be the third spot. We'll talk about that a little later once they possibly have a, uh, have a depth chart coming out. But honestly, I'm very shocked uh, that they are making Making this many moves, I, I thought maybe one, but to be quite honest, dude, the catchers, in my opinion, I think you might differ in that opinion. The catchers, uh, for me, is is a lot bigger move than than the Corbin move, but the Corbin move is still huge. Yeah, I think I think I, I, I you know I actually don't disagree with you. Is that no. uh, you know the the catcher move is Thank is you. humongous because uh, you know you you as you mentioned, Kurt Suzuki, veteran. Guys like playing with him. He's yeah. a great framer. He does an awesome job behind the plate. Jan Gomes is one of those guys where it's a little bit of a gamble. I mean, the guy's coming off one of his best seasons. Um, he was an all-star last year, um, but he's a catcher, and catchers are kind of streaky. Is he going to hit uh, you know, 20 bombs? Is he going to hit over 260? I mean, we'll see, I, but I'd rather they take a chance on a guy like yeah. that than bring back a, the uh, corpse of Matt Wieters, um, who was just god-awful last Jeez. year. Um, and then Pedro Severino, like who just has... a bug. Yeah, exactly. And Pedro Severino, who's <laughs> never really gotten a, a full shot and really hasn't performed that well uh, except for the playoffs a couple of years ago and things like that yeah. but um, 
I think I'm just very surprised that the Nats have made these types of moves uh, this fast. Now, the, 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 the remaining questions are, 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 are big. One is uh, the Nats definitely need a, a left-handed hitting infielder uh, to back up Ryan Zimmerman yep. and hopefully replace him. Matt Adams was that guy last year. Adam Lind was there the year before. They need a power bat lefty uh, backup for first baseman. So we're waiting to kind of see what they do there. Um, maybe add another arm. There are still plenty of our arms out there now. Maybe you're not going to get the best arm possible, but there are plenty of options at the reliever in the bullpen or as a fifth starter to possibly go after uh, for the Nats. So, uh, And then the, the biggest question all Bryce Harper. So, you know, uh, you got to assume that uh, the Nats uh, are going to meet with Scott Boris next week at the winter meetings in Vegas. Um, so you got to think that they may, may talk to Harper as well. Uh, I think a lot of, I've read different opinions here and there. I think you and I, our personal opinion, we've talked about it is if the, if the Nats don't resign Harper, it's not the end of the world. There's still actually, a lot of guys the exact same thing <laughs> <in my head. laughs> there. There's still a lot of good talent left. Um, Young, exciting talent to and and you know this is going to be the future. Obviously, if the Nats are able to bring Harper back, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm not going to be upset if they bring back Bryce yeah. Harper, who's you know a, a once in a generation type of hitter. Um, but having Juan Soto, Victor Robles, and Adam Eaton uh, being your outfield, that's not a bad outfield. Yeah. Um, uh, especially because Adam Eaton, we know, can perform really well. Juan Soto had a fantastic season. Fantastic season. As, as Victor, you said, Victor Robles, you know, that's a guy that we're still kind of waiting to see, but he's supposed to be a pretty great guy. Uh, performer, maybe the Nats go get another outfield or something like that. The Nats are going to be okay yeah. if they don't uh, bring Harper back. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I've From the beginning... My personal opinion had been that the Nats are were going to be able to bring him back. Um, I don't know if I've changed that at all. Um, I think it, the money and, and opportunity just may be too much for, for him and somewhere else, um, yeah. and, and he might want to just start over. And I can't blame the guy. I mean, he's been with the Nats from the very beginning. But um, we'll, we'll see, man. Big, big meetings next week, the winter meetings. Yeah, the biggest thing about the Bryce Harper situation is Scott Boris. And people don't know who Scott Boris is. He's actually Bryce Harper and – Basically, everybody's uh, free, uh, yeah, pretty uh, much everybody's every, agent. Who's, every who's premier a, player, exactly. This, this day and age, and, and that's the thing is that he's he basically is is the lead consultant for Bryce in this situation because he keeps trying to test the market and do this and do that, and he thinks that Bryce can get upwards of four hundred to five hundred million dollars, uh, and and that's going to be the deterrent because honestly. I think Bryce, no matter what, was probably going to decline that offer because he had no opt-outs and all that kind of stuff. It was a qualifying offer. It just, it, they just threw it out there, just throw it out there. Uh, but that's the thing is that you look at it this way and say, you know, I, I think Bryce, if they gave him $350 million, an opt-out after, f- what, four or five years maybe, uh, you know, they, they gave him an opt-out clause for that. And, and, and in that situation, I think Bryce would accept that. Because honestly, I think he, and in and, and my personal opinion, I think that he is ready just to settle down and say, I got my deal. I'm going to be here possi- at least for another five years. You know, he's what, 25 years old or something like that? You know, if, if he gets another deal when he's closer to 30, like a little small deal, kind of like an Albert Pujols kind of deal, it, it, that's the thing is that you look at it and you're like, okay, I think he really wants to just settle down because 
You know, he's married to his girlfriend. I, I think, right? I don't know if he is. His wife. <laughs> his wife, whatever. Married <laughs> to his girlfriend. That's, that means his wife. Uh, you, you know that. Uh, so basically, I just think that he, he wants to, you know, have that, that situation where he can settle down and be ready to rock and roll. And I think that if the Nats offered him a, a, a deal like that, like $350 million, you know, which I think they are, I think they're comfortable with 350 I don't think they're going to go any higher than that, honestly, when the, when the new deals start to arise. Uh, but really, when you're looking at it, like you said, we think that the the world is not going to end because right now with their starting line lineup in their depth chart they got Michael Taylor who is a serviceable guy. I mean he's not a starter in my opinion. I think I mean he's like an up and down hitter, but he's a pretty damn good fielder to have in, on your bench and that's going to be a pretty uh, good situation. Who can also run by the way in a pitch running situation, but sure. I mean literally the second base is kind of a hole right now. We'll have to see if uh, if uh, Key Boom comes up and, and see if he wants to, to start out. They might keep him down in the minors again, maybe pick him up a little bit later. But they got Howie Kendrick, who, who got hurt last year. And at, when he got hurt, he was hitting, what, you know, 315 or something like that? And he's a great hitter. He's not, he the, not the best second baseman, but, I mean, Daniel Murphy wasn't the best second baseman. I called him a cow at one point. Um, <laughs> you know, cause he, and my, my family still uh, recognizes when I said that. Uh, but he is. He runs like a cow. He's not fast. So <laughs> put it that way, that you got a lot of these guys. And I'm looking at the starters right now, Scherzer, Strauss, the th- number three hole is now obviously filled by Corbin, Tanner Roark, and Joe Ross because now Joe Ross is coming back from injury. So I think the biggest thing is, like you said, they got to pick up some bullpen help, and I think possibly some more bench help will be the, the biggest thing. But so far, they filled the catcher spot. They got a third starter. And, you know, Their, their lineup is, is pretty much stacked right now if everyone can stay healthy. So right now, I'm actually looking for the Nats to win 90-plus games this year, make it to the playoffs, and hopefully they can win that first series. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on uh, the offseason here, especially over the next month or so as, as possible different moves are made. They got us something to talk about, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is very exciting uh, for that as well. So, well, again, we'll be diving into more of like a position by position and previews and things like that as the months go yeah. as we approach baseball season. Uh, but let's move on quickly to two-point conversion. So, so Mike, I already kind of had – this is the segment where we discuss different things that are going on in our lives outside of sports. Now, mine kind of actually had to do with sports because I talked about it earlier, winning, <laughs> going to Nats Winter fest um enjoying my chicken tenders oh, yeah. um and saying tenders. hi to kevin long um but so talk that, about, that was, about his book yeah i talked to talked about his book um so that was kind of my i would have loved if he said what 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 part did you like yeah exactly if he had asked me that, oh, i would know. have been i would have been stuck. All, all the chapters i literally was googling it in line <laughs> um and uh, but that was so that's that's kind of what's going on with me. I would like to hear now. You just uh, got back from a big trip, yep. um, uh, to to Indy, right? Yeah. Um, so did you do some good eating and drinking? Uh, yeah. We so we we didn't get to see Jen's family during Thanksgiving, so we ended up going and uh, seeing her family about. Well, I guess it's a week after, maybe a week or two after uh, Thanksgiving, and we got to see uh, her family. I haven't seen her family in a while, uh, and and her friends are trying to juggle her time up left and right. Uh, but it was pretty crazy it was it was definitely a fun time i'm not a big driver i don't like driving that distance it was about eight and a half hours but then the first trip took about nine hours the second trip there was unbelievably um, i mean an unbelievable amount of fog i don't know what it was so when i switched to drive it was like i mean literally it felt like i was in like i told jen it was it was like i was in like um what's the Johnny Depp movie, the, the Headless Horseman or something like sure. that. Sure. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy okay. Hollow. That's what I, sorry, I knew, what I, I knew what I was talking about. I told her, I said, it's like I'm in Sleepy Hollow and there should be like a Headless Horseman like, like running next to me because I was going with 20 under the speed limit. It was that foggy. Yeah. Like 20 under the speed. I couldn't see from me to the, the TV. Like it was, it was like 20 feet in front of me. I couldn't see. It was unbelievable, but 
literally, uh, we had a good time. We ended up going uh, to this Mexican restaurant, which I, I ended up getting sick on. Um, oh, nice. So, yep. It's, it, was, it was great. In the middle of the night, just felt sick and just had to, had to relieve myself had with, to, uh, had with, to go. with uh, yep, came out the mouth. So there you go. Gotcha. Well, that's good <laughs> to know. A lot of information, right? Fans um, love that. A little TMI. But uh, yeah, so it, was, uh, it, it was good food, though, but obviously not, not, not so much later in the night. Yeah, but, I'm sure it was good yeah, at some point. Yeah, at some point. Because um, they had jumbo margaritas. That's the best part. Ooh. But uh, yeah, so we had the, the, the Mexican restaurant, and then all of a sudden, with the next night we went uh, to uh, we, where did we go? We went to go see her sister. Her sister has been uh, doing a lot of Latin dancing and stuff like that. Okay, and uh, we went there. I felt very out of place, um, you know. And, and we just we sat there, and I and I, I you know they kept saying, "Are you going to dance? Are you going to dance?" I said, "I said, uh, oh God bless you, sir. <laughs> Thank you." <laughs> Sorry about that. I've been sneezing all day. There you go. Well, sorry. Uh, it's all the Mexican food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got all the spices. Um, but literally, I, like, I felt really out of, out of place. They, said, they asked if, I, if we were going to dance, me and Jen, and me and Jen looked at like it and said, nope. And uh, we, so we just sat there, and people watched the entire time. It's very nice that people watch. People watch. It's great. Um, but that was, it was a good experience people watch. We were there a little too long, in my opinion. Uh, but at the same time, literally, <laughs> you, got a, you need a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, man. You got a little stuffed up, Been man. Dealing might, with this cold for a couple days. Yeah, you might have my sickness now. Oh, um, great. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry to pass that on. But uh, literally, uh, it, it, that was fun, stuff like that. But then we ended up going downtown to a bar, and apparently, you get really sick at this bar because they have really cheap liquor or something like that. Because they have really they have deals. One time, I, I think they told me one time it was like two dollars for 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 a shot. Wow. Like it was like so. It's really cheap liquor. I didn't get any liquor though. I got beer because I saw I saw this banner that said uh, domestics uh, domestic bottles for two. Two bucks a piece. I was like, <laughs> I'm in. Not so I bad, literally went there, bad. and we were with one of our friends. And I said, Ryan, come over here, and I and I, I said, Hey, can I get you know two of these and two of those? And, I, and he because he just wanted one beer, and I, I, I handed him two. He's like, What is this other one for you? And I said, No, it's for you. I got. I said I gave him a twenty dollar bill. They gave me ten dollars in change, and I got four beers. Wow. Like, when, did, when do you ever see that at, at a at a local uh, bar? You know, it's it's pretty crazy. But, Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah Christmas come, Christmas came early, so that was fun. But we did, we did a lot of things. We had a nice big Thanksgiving meal. Chicken and dumplings uh, with Ooh, the turkey was pretty good. Okay. That was the first time I ever had that. Her dad's a very good cook, um, and that was that was pretty interesting. And uh, the problem was that she had so many of her friends over, and then some other family friends over. So there was probably a good, I would say. 25 people or so over there. So it was kind of like my Thanksgiving, but my Thanksgiving, I know who's going to be there and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so, some, like, there was probably about a handful, five to six people I didn't know that were that, that, that were there. I knew her friends and her family and all that stuff, but it's like, you know, we got there and all of a sudden, uh, we were playing this one game while, the, while we were about to, before we started eating, we were playing this one game and uh, all of a sudden, like, there was a, a, a ton of people that came in and I was like, I was like, holy F. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and then her, her, her nephew was like, I heard that, Mike. And I was like, well, I didn't say it lightly. Like, it was like a herd. It was yeah, like a yeah. walking dead herd walking through the door. And I was like, oh, my God. There was, I mean. The traveling packs. Yeah, and- I, I, yeah, yeah seriously. So I heard the cows is coming through. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. But it was fun, though. We had a lot of fun. You ever played a game called Fishbowl? Or is, I don't know if that's, a, that's a, just a local game. But it's a, it's, it's a game called. It, no, it's not that. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, I play a game of Fishbowl once a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, you, you, you really know about it, but no, it's, it's a it's a game called Fishbowl where the, everyone writes down three things. They have to be nouns, uh, so it can be pe- people, places, whatever. Okay, and uh, it's, uh, you can only use three words. You put it in a bowl, and then you go out there. You have four rounds. So you have teams. So there was like we had like teams of like uh, like nine or so people. So it was like eighteen people playing or so. 
And basically, you go up there. The first one is uh, you have to uh, describe it without, I mean, without saying a couple words or whatever. Uh, and then, so you had to, it was kind of like Pictionary and, and, and charades. But there was a, there's four rounds. So like this one, you can only use you only can describe it with one word. And then this one is one noise. Like it's crazy okay. stuff. Okay, like sounds but pretty was, intense. What did you do? Did you win? No, we were winning until we had a couple losers. So on you had the a team. collapse. Huh? Yeah, we, it was a big it was a big Washington Redskins collapse. Yeah, I was about to say. it was that sounds familiar. We, we were up by a lot, and then all of a sudden we had a couple losers on our team. I hope that they're not going to listen to the podcast. No, no, uh, I told they? them about the podcast. I want to listen. I was like, you're not going to listen. You're not gonna uh, listen. So th- I, I'm not going to say their names, but still, I was like, you know, they, they just, they got up there and uh, like one person, instead of, instead of saying a description word, they said, um, and we we're like, okay, great. So then we're, we're like, this, this is stupid. Like, how are you going to get the, the word by just saying, um, because she said it on accident and we got screwed by that. That really, <laughs> that really screwed us over because that, that guy's behind. But it was like, <laughs> I'm glad that you're not letting yeah. it still bother you. Yeah. I, this I, day. No, I, no, I remember every single word. But yeah, it's, it's that's the, what I figured. It was it, it was overall it was a fun trip though, and uh, definitely uh, the ride back was kind of kind of rough. But at, at the same time, it's you know when you have a fifteen year old dog, fifteen, sixteen, whatever he is now, I lost track. Uh, you know it's her dog, so it's te- it's, it's like half mine. Uh, you know when, when you have a dog like that, you can't put him on a plane because he'll freak out. And uh, that's when you have to rent a car for too much money and, and drive all the way out there. So, well, you made it happen, and you survived. Yeah. And you're back. I to, did to tell. I did survive. The, tale. the headless horseman didn't get you. Yep. No, I, no, I was going Johnny slow Depp enough. Didn't get you. I think he got lost too in the fog. Well, that does it for our two point conversion. Uh, we'll be talking some holiday talk next episode as we oh, yeah. hear Christmas and New Year's and all that stuff. We, we got might plenty. have a, we might have a, a fun show getting planned here. Yeah, we got some ideas. Got some ideas. Yeah. We'll we'll see where it goes here. Um, but that about does it for. For this segment of the DC Crossover, next up, we're talking Caps, we're talking Wiz. Come on back for the DC Crossover. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit parandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC Crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple, and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We Organize. Places, spaces, people. Welcome back to the DC Crossover Pine Ponies right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Mike's Roan, Ben Simpson right here behind the mics for your enjoyment or uh, I guess you could say torture or whatever you want to call it. This is the DC Crossover where we cross over all four major sports teams in the DC market, the Wizards, the Caps, the Nats, and the Redskins. I like to switch it up every single time I say it. Sure. Just, you know, just go, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but you you know you know what we do out there. We, we cross over all the sports, give you a little insight, give you a little fan perspective, and also uh, try to try to throw our little spin on things and see what we can do in the whole entire DC market. Again, follow us on all the social media outlets on Twitter at the DC crossover at surround 16 for me, for my personal one. If you really care what I think, uh, Ben man's the DC crossover podcast, or excuse me, the DC crossover Twitter account. 
We also have the DC Crossover Podcast on Facebook, and also check out dccrossover.com. A lot of good shows uh, coming up here with the holidays and everything like that. We've got a couple of ideas, so stay tuned for that. Now we're going to start to talk about the Washington Capitals, and this is our final segment of this episode. I believe it's episode 13, uh, so we'll go with that. We'll just go with it. Sure. Um, I'll trust you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, the Caps are 15-9-3, first in the Metro, fourth in the Eastern Conference, 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, they won seven straight before the Anaheim disaster when they played the Ducks, and that was crazy, Ben. I know uh, we talked about it before, but... Up five one, you think oh, they got this one in the bag? You know, you got Brad, Brad Holpe. You know, I had turned the game off. Yeah, I had turned well, it I'm sure off. everyone else did. All of a sudden, you look at the score and it's six to five, and all of a sudden the Ducks won in regulation. We're just like, uh, what the hell was that? So everyone has a fluke, but then all of a sudden they come back uh, last night, at least uh, for for when we're recording this, and they lose in Vegas after tying it up in the third period. Uh, they lost five to three with a late power play goal and obviously an empty netter. I believe it was an empty netter. I turned the game off. Because uh, yeah, it was an empty. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, you know, once a minute left, they're not going to come back. Um, but literally, five three loss. They've let in eleven goals now. If you want to count that empty netter, eleven goals in the last two games, and they've only scored eight. I say they only scored eight in two games. That's, that's an eight. It's a four average. But right there, they're letting in five and a half uh, in the last two. But if you look at these stats, Ben. In their last 11 games, they've let in 40, or they've scored 44. So that's a, a 4.0 average. That's 0.44 above their season average. And then they've let in 32, which obviously the last two games, you know, that's, that was 11. So if you want to go back, that's a little bit uh, different. Uh, so that's 2.91 per game with a 0.28 below their average. So overall, in their last 11 games, uh, it's been, been pretty damn good, honestly. I mean, their last two losses, they're not that great, but. If you look at it here, Ben, I mean, that's a pretty damn good stretch, which they have actually uh, climbed the ladder in the standings, and mainly due to Tom Wilson, which I believe Tom Wilson had a six-game goal streak, uh, which was was, was big uh, for them throughout the... I mean, I think he got knocked out last night in the game in the second period. Uh, I don't think I don't know if he came back or not, um, but at the same time, uh, that was a big uh, deterrent for his, his goal streak and everything like that, but really... Uh, really, Willie coming back <laughs> was uh, was a big, a big uh, positive for this team. Yeah, and we talked about it last week when it had only been a couple games or so, yeah. um, and it still has it carried over. Uh, now there was a, a long break in between when we talked last weekend um, or last week rather. I think we talked on Monday and it was the Islanders, and then there was three days off. So there's only been uh, three games since our last show yeah. uh, with New Jersey, Anaheim, and Vegas, and two of those games being losses, but. I think, you know, uh, the, the Caps kind of started getting back to their old ways, as we talked about. I mean, it's amazing when you get the guys in the right uh, rotations and, and the right lines and things like that. You know, good things happen, and the Caps found that as they got Wilson back, and eventually Kuznetsov is, is back as well, right, from injury. Um, so, past couple games... Yeah, it's been a little rough. I mean, uh, the Anaheim game, as, as you mentioned, was absolutely wild. Uh, we all had turned it off, and now suddenly my phone was blowing up no, notification after notification. You know, Anaheim scores, Anaheim scores, Anaheim scores. And then they say, yeah. you know, they lose 6-5. You're going, what the hell just happened? Yeah, seriously. Uh, Vegas game, that, that was going to be a tough one. You're in Vegas. Um, uh, you know, you're obviously hoping for, for a win there. It doesn't happen. Reeves with the cheap shot on Wilson. Ridiculous. Um, Escaping doesn't, suspension doesn't get a suspen- suspension at all, and people just complain about Wilson somehow. Um, but yeah, I think you know this is a pretty big month for the Caps. They've got a lot of back to backs. Um, 
you know, they, but they also get a lot of home games too. So, uh, you know, especially next week, I'll, I'll be there uh, against Detroit um, in, in DC there, the seven thirty game on Tuesday. Um, but I'm, I'm not letting the last two games uh, put a, a sour taste in my mouth. I think that Anaheim game should have been a win. Vegas game, you'll chalk that up. You, you'll take that loss. Anaheim game should should have been a win. You, you, that should not have happened. So, um, but overall, Mike, they're playing a lot better. Yeah. Um, this is this is the type of team that you'd expect from here on out. Um, but I think if, if if you're the Caps, you're also pretty thankful you're not playing in the Atlantic yeah. uh, with some of those some of those other teams oh, yeah. uh, that are putting up some pretty big numbers in the Lightning, Toronto, and Buffalo. Um, uh, well, especially especially Lightning and and, and, yeah. and the Leafs. But uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, I'm, I think I'm happy with the Caps. I think they, they're they're performing pretty well. I think Caps fans should be pleased. Um, last couple games, not so much, but streaky streaky game. Uh, hockey is, and hopefully they can get back on track tomorrow against Arizona. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing with the, with the Knights game is that the Knights scored four in the third, and that's the thing is that I texted you today is that the defense is what's failing this team because if you look at it, literally in the last two third periods they've let in seven goals. Yeah, that's so bad. out of those eleven that they let in, seven of them have come in the third period. So that's the biggest deal is that. John Carlson is out there, and I think early in the season he was playing actually the most minutes, uh, one of the most minutes, uh, probably top five in the entire NHL. And that's the problem is you can't have yes, Captain America. You can't have him out there, you know, you know, playing almost thirty minutes a game because that's the biggest thing is because he's going to wear down near the end of the season. He's going to wear down uh, at the end of games, obviously, and you can't have him out there every single time because. Obviously, you got these younger guys in, in, in Bowie and Dowd and all these type, type of guys out there. But the thing is, Orpig, he's been hurt. And ever, we, we all praised how, how McClellan uh, you know, dealt with this entire um, Orpig situation, getting his contract off the books with the, uh, with the uh, Philip Grubauer trade and whatnot. But that's the biggest thing is that he's been hurt all season, which is really killing us because we, excuse me, we need that leadership on the third line to go out there and make sure that they can they can you know stay uh, you know steady and have him go out there possibly on a on a PK or whatever it may be. But that's the problem is having these younger guys. You need Niskanen, you need Carlson, you need, I mean you need Orlov, you need all these guys to go out there. Even Kempney, who Kempney again, people you know don't realize that. Kempney was like a like a forgotten afterthought with the Blackhawks last year before they got him, and you know so he's not some world beater. He played very well last year with Carlson, so that's why he's on the first line. But you know he's he's not like the biggest skilled guy. So if he has an off night, it's a very off night. So that's the biggest thing is that you got to look at these guys and say they need to improve. And I don't know if it's uh, through the through through the draft or through development or they have some guy in the wake. But overall, I think that they need to go in free agency later in the season if Orpic is is unhealthy or whatever it may be and, and try to pick up some guy like a Kempney where you don't give up a ton, but you can get a guy uh, that can go play for the third line or go play, uh, you know, back line, maybe second line if, if need be. Because that's the biggest thing is the defense just, I mean, giving up almost three goals a game is 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 just not you know you, you can't have that because that puts so much pressure on your first two lines and, and all your lines in general to go out there and score three four five goals a game and now don't get it don't get us wrong we love to see those scoring because we get the papa john's deals but at the same oh, time yeah exactly you know that's the biggest that's the biggest thing we care about but literally you just can't have the, these these performances where they go out and, and and you see that these teams are going out there to score so many goals uh, in, in in the last you know three games. I mean, even going back to the Devils game where they won six three, they've let in now 
through uh, so the Devils scored three. So that's 14 total goals in the last three games. The Devils scored two. That's nine out of 14 goals in the third period, which is this is not a good stat. So you need to go out there and get some guys that can help you out in the back end and also try to help you out in the third period with some extra minutes so you can give Carlson Niskanen for some rest because obviously if they're playing on the, the, the PK and then trying to go out, it's just it's just not a good formula to go out there and try to lean on your offense to score you four or five goals a night to win games. So overall, that's my that's my uh, keys to victory, I guess you could say. Yeah, your keys to victory. <laughs> so the Caps, Caps finish up the road trip. Uh, they've got two games left on the on the road. They got Arizona, and then they got Columbus on Saturday. Then they come home and play my beloved Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday. Red Wings very should have beaten uh, Lightning last night. They, yeah, they, they had the game in hand against a rookie goaltender getting his first NHL start. Uh, let in a shorthanded goal. Uh, the Red Wings did. They let in a shorthanded goal. They let in uh, just some bad plays, man. The bad clear, and it was rough. It was rough. But hey, uh, stay tuned though, because me and you've been talking, and we're really excited about it. Where we're actually going to have uh, for Capitals games and also Wizards games. Maybe uh, we'll see. How, <laughs> we'll see how they play. Obviously, John Wall. Uh, we're going to get to the Wizards in a second. John Wall is not playing tonight for personal reasons. That's great. well, he's having a kid. Oh, he I is? can't really fault him for oh, that. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know, but they put out these. Stu- <laughs> I, I, I think it's stupid, though. They put out these uh, arbitrary uh, reasons for guys sitting. Uh, I thought, it, I thought it was something like, oh, I, I, I just, just put like paternity. Like, put he's <laughs> on paternity something. leave like they do for baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pers- personal reason. No, the reasons. funny thing is, is, I saw the same thing when it came out and it said personal reasons. I, I told Abby, this guy's I a loser. Like, I was like, John Wall's probably just like, I don't want to play tonight. Like, this team sucks. I don't want to play with these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Personal reasons. That's my reason. I don't want to play with these fools <laughs> yeah. um, but no it's good my toe. What a stupid what a stupid category to call it personal reasons yeah. it's so dumb i'm with you so no don't feel dumb because that's just stupid yeah. that's stupid in general but but, he's having a kid congrats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah congrats john wall i hope yeah. you get traded um so but yeah like i said we're gonna have possibly these cool episodes where we're gonna have a live stream whether it be facebook or twitch or some of these one of these apps we're gonna decide on soon uh where me and ben are gonna have a nice big cooler right in the middle of the couch Absolutely. Uh, and uh we're gonna be sitting side by side with some nice big uh, Mike's that Ben owns, and uh, we're going to have a nice little uh, get-together where we get to uh, have you guys watch us watch the game. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be fun. But we're, It's like you're hanging out with us. Yeah, exactly. So you can be watching but the game. we're not inviting you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, can, you can be watching us on, on Facebook, on your apps or whatever, and we're going to react, and we're going to talk about garbage, and uh, maybe play some Xbox on the side. Who knows? Sure, why not if the but Wizards <laughs> get killed? And I guess we'll move on to the Washington Let's Wizards here. Uh, currently sitting in ninth place in the Eastern Conference, so they have climbed a bit they're 10 and 14 uh they are five and five in their last 10 games and have won two in a row and i think the big thing with the wizards for those who've been paying attention of late is a lot of different uh rotation changes you have uh Markeith morris now sit on the bench kelly Oubre has now been starting finally dwight, dwight how exactly Dwight Howard has, and it's funny because I think I read that Markeith Morris is actually getting more minutes coming off the bench than yeah. he was as a starter, and he's performing well. Um, Dwight Howard is out with injury for the foreseeable future. They're talking months uh, before being three, reevaluated. Three so, uh, you Gluteus have, Maximus. So you have Thomas. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So you have Thomas Bryant, um, who's been performing really well. I mean, this is a young guy. You don't really know. 
Thomas Bryant is yeah. not like a household name, um, but he's provided a lot of energy for the Wizards. Sounds he's, like a scholar. He can, yeah, Thomas Bryant. He does not uh, maybe doesn't fit the name a bit there, um, <laughs> but the guy's performed well. He can shoot a bit. He can rebound. He brings energy, and, and the Wizards have enjoyed having him in the lineup. So there's been a little resurgence yeah. uh, for the Wizards of late. They've been able to kind of figure it out a little bit. Um, this is still uh, definitely not a team that you're entrusting and thinking that they're going to be, uh, you know, a, a top three playoff team. But Mike, they have been better. They're still not yeah. great, but they have been better. Now beating—I mean, I'm not going to be impressed uh, by beating the Nets and the Knicks. Those are two terrible teams. Um, but you know, uh, there was there was it started with that big game against the Pelicans. They were able to pull out a win. Pelicans without Anthony Davis. But the biggest game for me was the Houston Rockets game. That yep. game was entertaining when the Wizards won one thirty five to one thirty one in OT. I believe that went to overtime. Um, uh, but uh, so so yeah, Mike. It's been one of those things where you'll you'll win a couple games here, you'll lose there. They've they're on this road trip right now where they've got Atlanta to, uh, tonight. Then they're at Cleveland, at Indiana. Um, Atlanta should be an easy win. Cleveland yep. should be an easy win. We'll see if they can get it done. John Wall's out, so you know who that means. The starting point guard tonight, my boy, Thomas Sadarensky. Well, actually, hold on a second. They have – I just saw the, saw the lineup. That's why I'm saying that. You can't see the TV screen. They have actually have Thomas Sadarensky as Sadarensky. That's like – is he really Russian? That's my boy. He's Scandinavian. He's, I don't he's, know. he's from a European country. He's one of those Ians. Um, basically, they actually have him as the forward tonight, which makes zero sense because the guy is oh. shorter than me. Okay. Uh, but they have him filling in for Kelly Oubre because he's out tonight. Oh, so, great. Okay. So, so this might be a loss. Yeah, but they got actually. Austin Rivers starting, so Austin Rivers hates everybody, so maybe he might play well. Who knows? God, I don't But like they've, yeah. won, they've won four out of the past six. Yeah. Uh, like you said, if they can beat the Hawks, they're losing right now 2 nothing. so that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> But at the same time, you know, you look at the Hawks game. If they can beat them, they can beat the Cavs. Uh, you know, they're on the road for those two games. They have the Pacers on the road. Uh, and, and that's the biggest thing is that they can go in and beat the Pacers without Oladipo. Uh, if Oladipo doesn't play, I believe he's not going to. But at the same time, if they can beat Oladipo, that's going to be big because that that right there, that's going to be seven of their last, what, 11 so, or excuse, excuse me, seven of the last nine games they won. So, honestly, we kept saying blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. But I think, you know, I think right now they're just finding a way to just, just to win some of these games and then, you know, get blown out by the by the Pelicans by by 24 or excuse me, 21. Then they get blown out by, uh, you know, 25 by the Sixers back to back nights. So, really, if you're looking at it this way. They just they need to if they're going to make a shot at trying to go make the playoffs or something like that they need this type of run and they need it right now because like yeah. you said the ten and fourteen I mean they started one and seven so right now they're nine and seven their last sixteen games which is not bad but uh, right now it's like they, they they just need to do something because. I mean, it's not fun talking about blowing it up in the first two seconds of the, of the season, you know? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where they, the schedule has been favorable for them of late. I mean, getting to face a team like Brooklyn and getting to face New York and uh, the Pelicans aren't great and things like that. So, you know, it's been nice for them lately, but... Uh, once they start getting into more of the grind of this, uh, where they're playing Milwaukee and they're playing Philly and they're playing Detroit and they're playing Indiana, um, you know those are going to be tough games for them. Uh, and I just don't, I still don't see. And the, the, I think we mentioned this a couple shows ago. When we talked Wizards. One of the worst possible finishes you can have in the NBA is finishing in ninth or tenth place yeah. because you're not getting a good pick and you're not getting in the playoffs. So right now they're sitting right there in ninth place um, in a pretty tough East. 
because uh, yeah. the top six teams in the East are all likely going to be the top six teams in the East. We'll see who, what positions change, but Toronto, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Detroit, Indiana, Boston are really strong teams with Orlando and Charlotte sitting ahead of, uh, of the Wizards. So I still think there's an opportunity if uh, for the Wizards to possibly blow it up. We could possibly see. Uh, I, know te- I know the Knicks have expressed interest in John Wall. They've yeah. put together supposedly a package for him. Um, now, I don't know what that will mean, what guys are going to be included. Do, we'll see do, what do happens. You know, do you know when that was reported or who that was reported uh, It was by? within the last week or so. Yeah. I, think um, I, I think I talked to you about it, uh, but at the same time, Wow. Man, that's a big motorcycle Jeez, driving Louise, by. Louise, Louise, jeez. Um, Somebody stole my car. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, th- I think I told you about that as well, that I heard it. I forgot who reported it. But sure. if they come with a package, I mean, they're not going get, to get, get rid of uh, Porzingis, but they said that they were going to get rid of a couple decent players that were good role players. But I, at this point, you take anything, honestly. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be fine with building around young guys and stuff like that. We figured they'd... They'd, they'd blow it up anyway. So we'll kind of keep an eye on the Wizards moving forward. Um, I think uh, it, it, again, will come down to can they sustain success? Because the Wizards' biggest issue tends to be they'll go on some nice runs here and there, and then they will struggle greatly. So we mentioned their next couple games, not including tonight against Atlanta. You've got Cleveland, Indiana, Big game against Boston. Oh, yeah. Then you're back against Brooklyn. And then you're playing the Lakers. I'm going to that game. That's a Sunday night game, 6 o'clock. LeBron's coming to town. Uh, And then, you know, Atlanta, Houston, Phoenix. I mean, there's winnable basketball games. The the key, in my mind, has always been, and I'm probably not the first to say this, but the key to being a finishing with a good record in in really any sport is uh, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and then you win around half or a little over half against the teams that are quote-unquote better than you or some of the elite teams in the league. And the Wizards right now recently are doing that. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and they've competed against teams like Houston of late. But can they sustain that? And that's a big question. Or is it time to drop a little bomb like Mike did uh, in the toilet in Indy? Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Oh, okay, it wasn't that end. Oh, sure. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, the other way. So, <laughs> so the, the, uh, drop a little uh, mouth bomb. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What do we got? Damn uh, Mexican place. We going into Pine Pony Express um, here for the folks, or you got some final thoughts? On the I was going to say a final thought, but who cares? Um, yeah, so the going, suck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one cares. They're the Redskins of the NBA. No one cares about the Wizards. Um, all right, let's go into the Pine, Pine Pony, Pony Express. Express. Okay. okay. Would you like to lead off? Or you would like me to lead off? I will lead off. I don't know. I hope we don't have the same story. Uh, no, um, we don't. Because I'm going to use one that I that I gained uh, like about two weeks ago. Okay. Well, that's the thing, though. I don't know if I also know this story. <laughs> So this was the story. I have a couple. So, you can, you so this is the woman on the flight who... Hold on a second. Let me the see. The daughter... Or, no, uh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. So there's a woman who was on the an airplane daughter. flight. So here's how this went down. A uh, woman gets on an airplane flight with her daughter. Um, flight attendant or somebody that works for the airlines, I think it might have been Southwest, um, saw the the, uh, the the booking thing that you have in uh, the, the... Whatever that thing's called. that you ha- the, Your ticket. Yeah. Whatever. A boarding uh, pass. Boarding pass. That's what it is. <laughs> And uh, the name of the kid, and this has gone around, was ABCDE, I, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was ABCDE. And then, yeah, it was. And the, the, the flight attendant, like all of us, would go, laughs his, laughs his ass off. He's looking at that. He sees ABCDFG, ABCD, <laughs> he sees the alphabet there. Um, and it was like ABCDE, and then the last name was like Williams. I mean, it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, and these are two like white people. Couldn't like, come up with a name. Like, 
So it's not like this is some from some Hawaiian island or something like that. Yeah, like these are just two. Name. These were literally two people that probably grew up in Loudoun County. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Cleveland. You know, uh, and uh, he, so he laughs about it. Takes a picture of his phone, shares it on social media, obviously, because that's yeah. what we got to do. Of course, so like, look at this shares stupid world. name. This is incredible. And then, but the funny thing is, is he's talking about this and telling like his uh, coworkers about how dumb his name is, and the mom's like two rows ahead of him, and she gets pissed, and she's like, "You're talking about my daughter, and I, and like, like you're gonna upset my." And the daughter's a kid; you don't want to make a kid cry, but like, yeah. come on, kid, your name's stupid. Um, <laughs> your, na- your name and, is uh, unpronounceable. And then the, the mom puts out some video on social media where she is uh, complaining about being uh, made fun of and her daughter being made fun of you named your kid A B C D E and I think you pronounce it like Absidy or something like oh, that's that that's right yeah that's and right it's, and it's like what are you doing just name her Jessica like your last <laughs> name like what are you you're, you're looking for trouble and you Jeez, can't you even, can't blame even Astrid is better than that exactly you, you get, can't blame you the, the office the, uh, oh yeah you can't blame <laughs> the employee for clearly treating a hilarious situation in 2018 the way that you treat a hilarious situation in 2018 that's blow it all up the internet yeah, exactly. um, like Mike blew up the toilets in Indy um, <laughs> again the, not uh, that way <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean again Absidy come on <laughs> like Absidy Williams or Absidy Johnson or whatever the name was you're just Jeremiah asking for Johnson. trouble and you just screwed up her life for the rest of her life because yep. you named her that you gotta think as a parent you gotta remember and I'm not a parent so I know you can complain and say you don't know you're not a parent you can't say these things but I don't care. I'm not naming my kid Absidy. Yeah, I'm not going to be that moronic. Yeah, I'm going to name him, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to say what I'm going to name my kid, but, you know, I'm going to give him a normal name where it's like, all right, you've got do a you chance. Do you know what you're going to name your kid? I, I do. i got him written down. I'm not going to reveal it. Everyone's going to start naming their kids these names. Oh, uh, um, that's right. Uh, I'm calling them ZXY, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but you're setting them up to be made fun of their entire life yeah. if you call them that. So you've got to think about them. When yeah. you name these kids. Exactly. You know, do you want to call them Michael and Ben? Those are great names. Are great or, names, or but they're you, overused. Yeah, or do you want to call them Orange or, uh, <laughs> you know, Lamp? You're like, you know, uh, Dragon Head. It's like, Dragon Head Johnson here, uh, present. It's like, man, that's a that's quite a name you got there, Dragon Head. Yeah, I had, I had, I had no choice. I had no choice in the matter. Whatsoever. I like how you went right into acting like he's in class. Uh, here. <laughs> yeah. Nothing more embarrassing than... You know, ap- okay, ap- epicade. She's like, no, it's actually absidy. <laughs> abstinence? No, absidy. No, your abstinence. Your parents should have practiced that. <laughs> Poor girl, man. Poor girl. And we're going to blame Southwest? <laughs> hey, well, I want to see Bags when- fly free. <laughs> so does Absidy. Absidy. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, for, for life. I want to see when she goes on a date, like, or when she meets someone at a bar or something like that when she gets older. Like, the guy's like, hey, I'm, I'm Jeff. What's your name? Uh, Absidy. Absidy. What? Yeah. Never heard of what, that before. What drink was that that you just ordered? <laughs> Absidy. <laughs> What are you saying? Is that a, how, do you, how do you spell it? Well, you're going to use the first five letters of the alphabet. <laughs> and that's how you spell it. That's how you spell hey, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. This easy, easy peasy. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me just. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Dumbass. Dumbass oh, my God. That's like. Oh, my gosh. It's like a Greek god or something. What is it? It's the goddess of stupidity. Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's classic, man. Yeah, that's. Okay. Ooh, the story was funny, but what you, what you went into was even funnier. Oh, my gosh. 
people. I don't think people, people give you. I don't think material. people give you enough credit for being funny. Man. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay, I, <laughs> I'll tell everybody I know. I don't know why. I think I can, or maybe I'm the only one that laughs at you. I don't yeah, know. Who I'll knows? You would know. You would know that more than I. What do you do. got? Okay, so my Pine Pony Express is titled "Woman Passes Gas in Store." Then pulls knife on an offended customer that the cops say. Oh, my God. Yep. So uh, this is from Miami. So, of course, yeah, of course the, down, the, down in the yep. dirty south. Um, and uh, it says public or passing gas in public is often embarrassing. But for uh, Dania Beach or for a Dania Beach woman doing so while waiting in line at Dollar General of all places, of oh, course. Okay. Of course. Stocking up yeah, for she, the winter. <laughs> Got to get those goods. <laughs> yeah. um, the store led to her arrest on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh. This lady is nuts. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, don't, I just don't get it. I mean, I, I don't understand, like, literally. Here, here, I'll read this last little excerpt. Does it so, say her name? I'm getting to that right okay, now. Okay, gotcha. According to Brownwood Sheriff's Office complaint uh, affidavit, uh, Shanetta Yvette Wilson, who is 37, to be quite honest, was in the checkout line at Dollar General store on this you know, highway, whatever, on Sunday evening. John Walker, the customer standing next to her, got into a verbal dispute in reference to the defending, uh, defendant farting loudly, according to the affidavit. Like, I, I understand if someone just ripping ass, like, right in front of you, and you're just like, come on, come on now. Yeah. But seriously, pulling out, like, a hunting knife or whatever the, the, the big blade was. I'm going to see if I can find it out. Uh, it says, no, it doesn't say it. It said that he, she was trying to gut him. So, wow. is he a deer? Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I just don't understand some of these people, man. Like, what goes on in your mind that you just rip ass, and then you're just like, you know what? This guy's complaining. I'm going to cut him open. So Shanetta was at Dollar General picking yep. up some pixie sticks. Yep. She lets out a toot. John, yep, a toot. John obviously. Seems a little bit more violent than a toot. So but. John, you know, <laughs> John turns around and goes, hey, you know, let's, why don't you just wait and do that outside? Yep. And she pulls out a knife and says, I'm going to cut you from, from the chin That's to That's her feet. booking photo, so you could expect that. Yeah. She looks like a farter for sure. <laughs> she looks like someone that's going to kill somebody. Yeah, because I, I think... So I think we've all been in the, the situation where, you know, sometimes your body, you know, go. you know, sometimes your body just does some things and you're like, I, I couldn't control that. And you either cover it up by, if you do that, what I usually do is you just grab whatever the nearest thing and like move that, shake that violently and be like, this, that was the noise that you heard. <laughs> and people are like, that it wasn't, was, it was these beans, yeah, the, the noise or the worst is when you're in, uh, when you're in school and in class and like you move your desk a little bit or something and it sounds kind of like everyone's that. like, oh, everyone's like thinking you did that and you go, no, it was the desk. And you're like shaking it. <laughs> Absidy farts yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> freaking Absidy, man. What a, what a bitch. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I'm, uh, not, I'm not believing she's that. She's like out. twelve. Who, who cares? Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not her fault. Um, <laughs> Damn, mom. But yeah, that's a big leap to go from like I just you know farted in your store uh, loudly yeah. in line, yep. and to now I'm going to kill someone for getting mad that I did that. Uh, that's a big deal. That's that's. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What was her name? Shamika. I think it was Shanetta. 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 You gotta. The dumb either, name too. Shanetta. You either you either you wait, and just you go outside, or you own it. You're yeah. proud of it. Say, yeah, that was okay. me. Excuse me, sir. That I, I have flatulence. Okay. Yeah, we all do it, yeah. John. I'm, I'm John, how many times you farted today? Probably fifty five. <laughs> you're how forty? Forty years old? <laughs> you're <laughs> shopping at dollar store in Florida. You're farting a lot, John. Well, I want to know sure. what they, they need to hire some more people because they were on line. They need to get those lines down. Yeah, line at dollar store. Yeah, I can't like, remember the last time I went to a dollar. Yeah, store. Seriously, it's like every line is a checkout is, is an express 
checkout line. I, I mean, can't believe people when get, you go to still a, get hired at a dollar store. <laughs> I didn't even know they still exist. Amazon is a giant dollar store. You can buy stuff. The, the, the funniest thing is, is I actually saw one time, and don't get me wrong, I'm not discriminating against anybody. One time I went to a dollar, dollar Tree or whatever the hell it was just to get like a stupid costume. Yeah. Uh, or something we've like, all been there. Yeah, accessories, something like that. And this person was walking around with a cart, and they were getting everything known to man. Like, wow, the, wow, look at this deal. It's one ninety nine. Oh my gosh, it's ninety nine cents for the toilet brush. It's like okay, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's not call, really a place you, you think people are doing their grocery shopping. That at. person was well, apparently they are. They were. Okay. They, they 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 saw that dollar spaghetti and they were they were on top of the world. And Shanetta, she uh, ate at that Mexican place in <laughs> Indy and I, 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 let I, it fly. What, what I what I want to know is what she what she was buying there. Yeah, I, so I do I. Maybe it was a knife. Maybe um, a, that or maybe a plunger. <laughs> So this is going to happen <laughs> later. So. so, so I mean, the th- think about it though. If they got in a verbal dispute, like oh, oh, he he must have said something like, yeah, like, sure. hey, like you, that's you, disgusting." Yeah, she was probably <laughs> like, "You know what's disgusting? Me chopping up your entire body. <laughs> yeah, me showing everybody your brains. Yeah, uh, it's like, geez, Louise, man, people are just nuts. I mean, seriously, down in the dirty south in Miami, that's, that's why that's an the rule is: if you're out in public and somebody does something weird, you just you mind your business. Yep. You look down at your phone and and you write it down so you can talk about it on the show. Yep. Um, <laughs> but besides that, you do not inter- engage with them. You don't interact with them. Well, the, uh, another thing to do, just uh, for for future reference for anybody who needs to, uh, what you do is if you really need to do it, you know, before you go to the checkout line, because obviously you're, you're in a cage there because you can't go yeah. anywhere. So uh, what you need to do is go to an aisle where you don't see anybody, and then you just dust. Okay, so you just got to go. Oh, and, true. You know, you just yeah, got to. We've all been you gotta there. You got to do it. But then if you see someone coming down the aisle, either you turn the di- different direction, like coming at you, you turn a different direction, and you, you you try not to let them see your face or your clothing, uh, and, you know what you're wearing. Yeah. Then they can point you out in the line, like yeah. that's the guy. Put on one of the dollar store masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're all yeah, up yeah. there. The that's, Hulk. That's the only reason um, you're there. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You got to do something like that because you know sometimes you got to you got to do it, and right. you know it's a it's human nature, and you got to do it. You so gotta. you got you got to have these tips that we're giving you because we've been in that situation before For and sure. we don't want to be Shanetta where you know we're gonna go to jail and have a twenty five hundred dollar bond because you gotta of the, the crops we, man we you gotta to. set aisle by yeah. aisle by aisle so people don't know where the st- smell st- stemming from they go down aisle one oh I smell it they go down aisle well, ten man I'm still smelling it yeah do- dollar general and dollar trees whatever dollar store you go to yeah. it doesn't smell that great in there in the first no, place no because you, know, you see the people work there yeah. um, you know the person that behind the balloon counter looks like they want to kill themselves every day oh yeah um, but, <laughs> I mean is you ever get a balloon from a dollar dollar tree or something like I've that I've like, done it once and it's just an awkward they, experience. They, they, just, they, they sit there and they like stare at you like yeah. like, like really creepily yeah. while they blow up the well, balloon. There's like just weird noises <laughs> coming from the balloon. Yeah, it's a it's a was it a fart? No, it was just absolutely whole scene. We're blowing up the balloon. Yeah, it's absolutely cutting that guy's head off. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's gonna do it for the Pine Pony Express right here on the DC crossover. Uh, definitely check us out at the DCCrossover.com, uh, at the DC Crossover on Twitter, at Storm16 for me on Twitter if you really care. Uh, and then also if you want to go on uh, Facebook and like us and subscribe on there, uh, DC Crossover Podcast. Also, uh, check us out on all the podcasting apps that we have, three platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Pod- Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Uh, definitely rate, subscribe, do whatever you want to do on there. Uh, we have a good amount of reviews right now. I, th- I think we have maybe nine or so reviews, and we have about nine team ratings uh which is nice no one stars yet which uh we're 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 waiting for just just like shanetta uh waiting for that checkout line but oh yeah uh, definitely uh definitely rate us on there subscribe re- review download episodes do whatever you need to do uh and we'll definitely keep you guys in the loop for our future episodes for ben simpson i am mike Sarone saying so long yet again for the dc crossover right here on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and google play music
Let's set fire to the light.